what that woman law she been doing to me can't you see oh can't you see what that sunshine and rainbows it's a very mean and nasty place and i don't care how tough you are it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it you me or nobody is going to hit as hard as life but it ain't about how hard you hit it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward how much you can take and keep moving forward that's how winning is done. Yep, indeed it is, and we have given up on that. Good morning, ass family, and welcome to another fun-filled edition of, that's right, you guessed it, the Arnie State Show. I, I, I'm in a mood today, and I have a stream of consciousness that I'm about to go on um, over what happened this weekend here locally, very close to my house, 14 miles away from my house it happened. We're going to talk about that, and... We're going to go in depth. I'm going to say good mornings because I am very happy to be here. Very excited. I made baked beans this morning. My my, my baked beans are very labor intensive. So I had to start them early. And boy, oh boy, humdinger. Woo! It's going to be good. So uh, let's say the good mornings and then I will get into my my stream that I'm ready to go on here. Uh, first one here today, Hangtown Jen. She says, ha, morning ass, happy Monday. Poop word of the day. Yeah. Today, instead of saying you're going to go take a poop, just saying you're going to go park your breakfast. I think that's brilliant. Park your breakfast. So there you go. Good morning, Hangtown Jen. So says, morning ass family, let's bear down and get through this week. Amen to that. Cowboys girl 
is up in the house. Good morning to you. We're not going to bow down and kiss the ring of the alphabet cult. Battleborn says, good morning, Dr. States and Ass family. Boo Monday. I hope you didn't have to dodge any bullets this weekend. No, no, uh, but I, I, I have shopped out there quite frequently. I go out there a lot. Uh, Braddy Kid is actually out in Allen today. She's out working in, in Allen today. So uh, biggest high school in the country. All their hats are really kick-ass because they have the letter A on them. Uh, Allen's a great community. A friend of mine's a, a big wig there in the school. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's close. Like I said, like I said, we're going to talk about it here. Uh, speaking of the devil herself, oh, my gosh. Oh, my lucky stars. The one, uh, the only bratty kid is in the house. Oh, stewardess, I speak jive. Oh, oh do good. you? Do you? That's good. Good, good. You'll, you'll fit in perfectly in Allen. Uh, Swoosh says, wow, Mixler had to leave and come back three times to get the audio to work. Fucking Mixler, Jesus. Trash Panda, good morning to you. House of Pain says, good morning, ass family. Funny, not seeing any calls to ban assault vehicles today. Oh, don't get ahead of me, friend. Oh, don't get ahead of me. Stinkfist says, morning, ass. Someone from the ass family, please tell me you bet on the winner of the Kentucky Derby. I mean, Mage did win. I was laughing about it. The only bad part about it was is that there was a there was a couple of Japanese owned horses there, and maybe from Japan they flew over. Yes, horses do fly. I'm I'm, I'm not making that up. They they actually that them crazy sheiks and over over in Chittistan they fucking fly camels, so they they can fly horses and shit, right? So. uh um, I was hoping that Mage was owned by the Japanese people because then it would have been fucking. I would have. I would have damn bet on it. I would have gone on DraftKings and bet on it, but uh, I didn't. So Mage did win, but I don't know if that was that family. Uh, Ogre, Buenos Dias, amigo. This song sounds like a Scorsese movie, but with Forrest Gump as the narrator. <laughs> Timmy and Nicole, good morning to y'all. How is Nevada life treating y'all? Hanging out with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'd be. Um, oh, today's Timmy's birthday? Holy shit. Whoa, 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 whoa. Holy shit. I mean. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Everybody. Happy birthday, dear Timmy. All right, all right. One more, one more. Here we go. Uh, this is for Timmy. Well, look, my Timmy, wife has a rule Mr. in President. her family. When somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. You ready? There you go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Larry. Timmy, come on. Happy birthday Jesus. to you. He's an immigrant for Christ's sakes. Come on. Happy birthday, Timmy. You fucking stallion, you. I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day, my friend. You deserve it. You and all your kilt needs. Um, hold on a second here. Where did that go? Where, where, where? Now, now, wait a second here. Wait, wait, I lost a sound effect. I was working on these damn sound effects this weekend, and now I've lost one. Christ on a Christmas cracker. You know what? Uh, there we go. Now I found it. Now I, now I got it in a place where it'll always be here. Look at that. 
Hot mama? Fuck your mama. Yeah, there it is. Fuck your mama. There she is. Good morning to you. Swoosh says, Braddy, stock up on that air freshener before you get off of work. Uh, King Russell brought up the rear in the entire Russell style. Y'all watch that horse. He's got a future. Uh, in true Russell fashion, I hate my typing on this. Oh, and the A's did win their first series of the year. Time to start mapping out the parade route through downtown Oakland. <laughs> Rangers took two out of three from the a- uh, Angels. Fucking blew the first game. Goddamn bullpen. Oh, shit. Speaking of kilts, went to the small Celtic uh, festival and games. And, dude, they had hurling. Oh, yeah, insert low-hanging barf joke here. But we got to watch a hurling match. That was bad. Oh, I'm so jealous. Hurling is a bad man. You got to be a bad motherfucker to play that game. Oh, yeah. All right. We got the stream of consciousness ready to, to go here. But, but before I do that, see, the world works in so mysterious ways for me. I've been kind of down for the last couple of days, after, honestly, after this shooting happened because I'm tired of the bullshit. And I, I'm just tired of the bullshit. And I, I, I actually have four pages written. I know that's not really a stream of consciousness, but it hit me yesterday and I wrote this and I've been working on it for the last 24 hours in my head because I'm so upset with everything and I'm tired of it. And I needed something this morning that made me really laugh and something happened. This is why the world works. We have our list of the stupidest people on the face of the sound effects that we've caught. I mean, from... If there were no racism, there'd be no climate crisis. If there was no misogyny, there'd be no climate crisis. It's, a, it's part of a mindset. Mm-hmm. And then we go to... So in the words of my late friend Aretha Franklin, show some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. Oh, man. Human rights are animal rights because humans are animals. If you fight for human rights and you don't fight for animal rights, you're being a speciesist. Which is true. And that's just the fact of the matter. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the A's, you see, watch up, 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 up. We will talk about what happened. I believe that was Dwayne Kuyper. Um, wow. Wow. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. Uh, good morning to you, Derek. Becca. He says, good morning, ass family. Boo Monday. Yes, boo Monday. Um, We're going through our stupidest sound effects that we've ever found on this show. Uh, Let's not forget good old Joy Behar. Once black people get guns in this country, the gun laws will change. Trust me. I still don't know what that means, but how about this ad for a new eye uh, drop? If your vision is not clear, do not drive or use machinery. Contact your doctor immediately if you have sudden vision loss. If you go blind, contact your doctor. It was Glenn. Dwayne's... Okay, all right. Uh, uh, how about uh, this wonderful one? It's vegan because it's strawberry milk and not, like, cow milk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because strawberry milk doesn't have any milk in it. Glenn That's why I asked the question. It's hard to believe that somebody chasing you uh, is going to beat you uh, to death. Uh, why he, else was he chasing him, Chris? Probably well, to, to get him and beat him up, yeah, hurt him. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, you're an idiot. And then we have our, our, our top two of all time. And I think we've surpassed it. I think we have surpassed it. But this is our top two. We tried to reach out to the man who died in this pursuit. Uh, they were unavailable for comment. Micah, back to you. Micah, back to you. And I'm resigning because I'm a moron. 
And then there was this girl. What do you think about Hitler? Um, I don't know who that is or what he does. I'm assuming that's some kind of rapper, but um, I'm, I'm assuming he's some kind of big rapper. Yeah, you can tell us like a rapper name. Y'all come up with all type of names, <laughs> but mm-hmm. whoever he is, um. I'm sure he's amazing. Oh, yeah. Right? Totally amazing. Because I like his name, to be honest. Oh, he burns. Hitler. Yeah. He'll smoke you. There you go. So now the background on this story, I don't have much. All I know is that um, there are a couple of bad fellas on the run, and police are looking for them, and they can't find them. And this was a live report that went over the television. But I just came out. Oh, before, but before I go in, there's a part where you think maybe, maybe she figured something out, and, but, but, but you'll just have to continue. But I just came out here to clear his name because I, I just, I don't want him to go to jail or nothing like that. And I know they're looking for him. They're not going to find him. He at my mama house. Him and James at my mama house, chilling. No, they're waiting for me to pick them up right now, but I'm about to leave. Is this live? Uh-oh. This is live. Uh-oh. Hey, J- James and um and Big Mike, if y'all watch it, I'm on my way to come get y'all now, dog. Y'all know I got y'all. Y'all know I Whoops. got y'all. You know my mans, baby. You know I got you. Even though we ain't officially married, I, after I do this, you better marry me after I do this. But I want to give a shout out to my Instagram real quick. she tally. <laughs> See, there was a moment in there, and that's what makes me laugh the hardest. There's a moment in there that she actually, and, and this is the best part, she gives you hope. She gives you hope when she says, is this live? And you're hoping that she goes, oh, fuck. No, I was just kidding. They ain't at my mama's house. No, we got to play this one more time because this, this, this actually is why I am not brushing my teeth with a shotgun this morning. But I just came out here to clear his name because I, I just, I don't want him to go to jail or nothing like that. And I know they're looking for him. They're not going to find him. He at nope. my mama house. Him and James at my mama house. Chilling. No, they waiting for me to pick them up right now, but I'm about to leave. Is this live? This is live. Uh-oh. Fuck. Hey, J- James and um and Big Mike, if y'all watch it, I'm on my way to come get y'all now, dog. Y'all know I got y'all. Y'all know I got y'all. You know my mans, baby. You know I got you. Even though we ain't officially married, I, after I do this, you better marry me after I do this. But I want to give a shout-out to my Instagram real quick. Is she tally? <laughs> now, now, we have an interesting game to play here. You make the call. What do you think James and Big Mike were thinking watching that on the television? Now, see, this would be if this was me and and this was my lady friend, or let's say I'm Big Mike and James is her lady friend or her male friend. My first response would be, that stupid fucking bitch just said where we were. Now. Do you think that they responded that way or see that's the brilliance of this clip. The brilliance of this clip was because because you would think they were thinking you stupid bitch you gave up but is there a possibility? Because stupidity begets stupidity. That they said what what got mentioned on TV. What what? Hoo-doo. Ooh, she said my name on TV, too. 
I, I look, 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 look. I, I'm not saying. I'm saying that you have to make the call. You make the call. Did they say you stupid bitch, or were they excited about getting on television? Ask family. You make the call. Jumped up and said, TikTok world star. <laughs> Hangtown Jen, uh, you know, damn you for using uh, logic here. <laughs> she says, I'm thinking James and Big Mike don't really watch the news. Yeah, I, I, I'm betting. I, I, if I was a betting man, I would say, yeah, they ain't watching the news. But, but yeah, <laughs> Battleborn says, bitch is going to die. <laughs> All right. <sighs> this clip does make you feel good about yourself, though, doesn't it? It does. It, I, I mean, can you, you can hear the joy in my voice, and that's about to leave. And that's why I had to play that at the beginning of the show, to show you that I'm still okay. I, I, yeah. and, and I want to start this off. I had this all written out yesterday afternoon, and then I watched the, the end of 60 Minutes. There was nothing on TV uh, by the way, Backlash, Pay-Per-View, WWE, <laughs> garbage. Thank God I got Peacock Network. I ain't got to pay for that shit. Got to see the end of the Canelo Alvarez fight where he destroyed a guy's face. He won it like 120 to 109. The other guy didn't win one fucking round. Great fight. I love Canelo Alvarez, though. <clears throat> All right. So I'm watching 60 Minutes last night, and it was tail end of the, the second story. I didn't see what the first story, or it was tail end of the first story. The last story is about some photographer, stupid. Um, but usually the first and second stories are, 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 are the hard-hitting journalistic stories, and the third story is usually the arts, and like I said, it had some crazy photographer. Uh, awful fight. It was a glorified sparring. Yeah, it, it, was, an, it was a glorified ass-whooping. I mean, Canelo beat the piss out of that guy. Um, the first story was about these slaughterhouses, and they're in America. They're in Wisconsin. There's one in Texas. They're, they're, they're all over the place. Yeah. Uh, I saw the clips from the Canelo fight. He was just fucking with the dude for the crowd and then went, okay, I need Ducati. I'm tired. One, two, bam. Yeah, when you knock a guy down with a jab, that's pretty bad. So, yeah, that guy, and I don't know why people were saying that guy was going to challenge Canelo. So I'm watching this story about slaughterhouses and their hiring of underage kids to do cleaning. And then I had to look up the story because I wasn't paying attention to it. And there are some slaughterhouses, and the, the ones they were talking about were in, like, Wisconsin and Michigan, but, like, the companies were all over. There's, they, and, and they found this. And they said the ages of the kids range from 13 to 17. Now, 
do I think it's wrong that there's a – and one of the, the story that I read about it was talking about a 13-year-old that was working an overnight shift and cleaning all the meat-cutting things at, at the slaughterhouse. And I'm thinking to myself, 13 years old, that's a little young to be working at the slaughterhouse in pretty much any capacity, let alone overnight cleaning the fucking saws and the, the, the knives. But then I started thinking like 15 and 16 and 17. And it, it, it falls into my rant that, that I'm going to go on today about things that, that that little red hat. That's what I should call this speech is that little red hat. But we'll get to it here in a second. I'm not, by the way, not surprised. There's child labor in this country, whatever. There's child labor all over the world. Slavery still exists, too, by the way, just if anybody's not watching. And then the next story was about this cobalt. I don't want to say mine, but they they have this cobalt deposit south of San Diego but north of Mexico. I don't know how it works, but I just read a story about a 10-year-old working at McDonald's, working overnight shifts. I was shocked they were working letter nine. Yeah, it's very, very strange to see these stories. But like I said, when we get to the rant, we're going we're gonna to figure out a lot of this shit. So they got this cobalt flats or whatever in Southern California. Cobalt is what we're trying to put in all these new electric cars because we want to get rid of fossil fuels and all this kind of shit. And they had the guy who's in charge of Dodge Motors, Mr. Dodge, I guess the fourth. Or, or his name is Chrysler, I don't know. I think his name is Jesus H. Chrysler. That, that's it, the fifth. <laughs> See, I'm still funny. Uh, <laughs> Jesus H. Chrysler. Man, if, I, if my last name was Chrysler, I would have to name at least one of my children Jesus Harold. <laughs> Just for the comedy aspect alone. True story, my dad and uncle grew up next to a slaughterhouse in the sticks. They used to uh, take spent twenty two shells and slingshot uh, them into metal roof at the slaughterhouse. And the rattling drove the butcher nuts. He'd literally come outside and chase them with butcher knives. That shit went on until they got jobs there. As kids, they worked there. Yes, of course. See, y- y'all are getting ahead of me. Y'all, go, y- y'all are going to get, I'm going to walk you through this. Because I, I see where you're, you're, you're at. And you're right where you're supposed to be. So I'm seeing this story on 60 Minutes last night. I'm, I'm finding it somewhat interesting that, that we have all this cobalt. Allegedly, we have enough to, to, to make 500,000, you know, enough batteries for 500,000 cars a year. For the next 50 years, whatever. I, I don't know how long it'll last. And they showed how they get it out of the ground and then how they put it back into the ground. And then they, you know, so they can keep doing it, which we all know that's... You know, farmers don't always plant the same seeds in the same places all the time, right? Because it ruins the soil. Just letting you know. Well, farming 101 there. That's why they move their crops around, you see. Um, but but I digress. So there's all this cobalt, right? And they, they're mining it, and they're trying to find it, and they're finding lithium in there, and they're diluting it for pure lithium and like a a little salad shaker-like bottle of salad dressing size. I think a lithium is $10. 
That's pretty fucking expensive, but whatever. I mean, when a gallon of gasoline is $4 a gallon and a 12-ounce bottle of lithium is worth $10, I, I, I'm starting to... But but as I'm watching this story progress, and I'm, I, it hasn't changed my opinion. If you want to drive an electric car, you can drive an electric car. I don't care. I don't think it should be legislated. And that's what states have done. In 2035, you can no longer sell gas-powered combustible engines or gas-powered engines in California. You're limiting trade. But, but before we even get all that. It, that's not even the point of my my rant on this. Is I I still hope for some journalism every once in a while, and sixty minutes usually is that place. But they let me down, and I'm not surprised they let me down. I'm not surprised in this day and age that they let me down because there was one question that was not. Asked of the scientists, of the guy who's the CEO of the the mine, the cobalt mine, wasn't asked if Jesus H. Chrysler. So we have all these lithium batteries now that could possibly be available, especially in California. You could you could phrase it that way, but you, but you don't have to. My question is this, sir, doctor, holy Mr. Chrysler. Where do you plan to get the electricity from? Did, did, did something kickstart the solar program? Do, 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 have we desalinated the water? Have we, have we done that efficiently yet? Oh, it's those turbines, those wind turbines that are killing all the whales. They're going to give, wait a second, they're not. So now we have, I don't know, 5 million, let's say, what, 39 million people in California. It's easy to say there's probably, what, 20 million cars in California. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. How many cars are in California? Hey, Siri. How many cars are in California? Uh, Total number of registered automobiles in by U.S. state. Okay. Just can't tell me. So now I got to look it up because Siri is a bitch. Uh, let's see. Uh, allow all, yes. Um, California. 14 million registered cars in California. So I said 20 million, 14 million. I was pretty close. In 2035, let's say that then is seven, eight, nine million cars in California that run. On electricity. Where are you going to get the electricity? The senator asking the assistant secretary of the energy uh, savings or whatever it was that I posted on the Superfans page sums it all. Oh, oh, you, you swoosh, that was so brilliant what you put up there. 
Um, it was uh, it was John F. Kennedy out of Louisiana, I believe. Or he might be from Texas. I'm not sure. He's got a southern guy. And he was asking this guy, if you haven't seen the Superfans page, please go there and check this out. And he said, how much will this lower the temperatures in America? How much will this lower the temperatures if we do all this? And the guy wouldn't answer. It's fucking brilliant. Okay. Let's talk about Saturday afternoon, shall we? Saturday afternoon, Kentucky Derby was on. I'm not paying any attention to anything. Um, and Braddy Kidner Spawn went out to run some errands. And all of a sudden, she sends me a text message saying, there's a massive shooting in, in Allen. So I hopped on the Internet to see, and it was still early in the developing stages of what happened. Um, the Allen Premium Malls in Allen, Texas, it's a big outdoor mall. Like they, it's kind of like a, out in Folsom, but not really. It's bigger than that, way bigger than that. It's like, it's like the ones in Tracy, I would say. But it it's very unique in the fact that you have to drive in, and then all the mall is like this big square, and this big square, and it's got another square, little rectangle inside it. And there's only a couple ways in, couple ways out. And so this fella, who, by the way, I, I have the identity of, um, this fella decided to drive in there with tactical gear on. And some sort of uh, weapon. I, I I don't know. They say it's an AR type. I looked at it. It looks like a fucking M16, like the old army guns that we used to see as kids. That's what it looks like. But if it's whatever it is, I I don't care what it is. And this fella, his name is uh, Mauricio uh, Garcia. Now, when the FBI went and questioned Marcipio Garcia's mama and daddy, they needed a translator because they immigrated from Mexico. Now, if you want to believe the media, they say he is a white supremacist. Now, this is not my, this is not my, my, my speech yet. I, I want to cover this story before I get to my speech. They're telling you that he's a white supremacist. And before I get to that, I took a dump at work. I pooped on the company line. I took a dump at work. I do it all the time. The boss man takes my freedom and creativity. The least he can do is when I poo, pay me. Alicia, good morning to you. Sue says between Amazon, eBay, uh, Mercurial, Etsy, et- who goes? To- I do. I went to the mall on Saturday. We went to Firewheel Mall. It's an outdoor mall. Stupidest mall in America in Garland. Leave it to my hometown to put a stupid fucking outdoor mall there. An outdoor mall in the state of Texas is a stupid idea. There's this thing called summer. But I went to Lids this weekend, got my new A-hat made, my new uh, dot dash. This is my Morris Code A-hat. So I've got Sanskrit, Morse code, 
Mage, who's not here yet, is going to be sending me a Japanese letter A hat. And then my last hat that I'm going to get made is my, my oh, I, I, like, I'm just not going to say anything. Let you all see it. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be the best one. It, it, it's my sign language one because I want deaf people to be able to read my hat. Gold says, morning, assholes. Monday, money, but day one of vacation. Monday, yeah, there you go. Just getting off work and fuck this last shift. At least tonight's my Friday. Thank God. All right. So they're going to tell you that that Mauricio Garcia is a white supremacist. Now, there are a lot of reasons why I'm terrified about going to jail. African drumbeat A will be hard to do on a hat. Boy, if you, V Coop, if somehow you can find that, I would wear that hat all the time. You have a job. Mage is enjoying a bag of oats celebrating his victory. Yeah, you find me that hat, V Coop. Yeah, yeah, shit. (laughs) The African drumbeat A. Oh, if there's a way to find that on a hat, please. Um, so this, this fellow, this this white supremacist. Now, now I'm I'm afraid to go to prison for a lot of reasons. Mainly, the rape. I, it, it's one thing that I'm very very scared, and I have false teeth. I'm going to be very very popular. Now, Arnie, that's just straight up insensitive. They're deaf, not retarded. Binary code A would be cool. I don't. I haven't even thought of that one. See, this is why I keep you all around. Um. So it, there's one other thing. Now I'm Irish. Okay, I'm I'm pretty Irish. You all know that I'm pretty Irish. All my dad's family from Ireland, except my well, grandma has a half German, but but she's Irish too. She's Irish German. My mom. Their, their their maiden name was Woods because, well, that's where they lived, and that's how they named people back then in the old times in uh, Northern Ireland. So my mama, my mama, my birth mama, a billion percent Irish. Dad, three-quarters Irish, and then there's Arnie. So I got a little German in me. I guess that, that that's the racist side of me. Oh, wait. No, it's all the, the, <laughs> it's all the Irish, too. I think of that scene in Airplane with the Polynesian dude doing the news, the wooden log and sticks. So, um, but I I have a few four-leaf clovers and shamrocks on my body. Now, I found this very interesting because um, the three-leaf clover is a signal of the Aryan Brotherhood, who, by the way, are the truth about white supremacy, the Aryan Brotherhood. They're what white supremacy wants to be. Now, I don't say that that's a good thing at all. And they have stated that if you go into prison and you've got some kind of leprechaun or a shamrock on, um, and, and I've got a couple big ones, yeah, they'll cut them off you. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not supposed to have that because you're not a part of the AB. And they don't give a fuck if you're Irish or not. So that's another thing. So, so saying that this feller... Mauricio Garcia is a white supremacist. I got to say, boy, they have lowered the standards of white supremacy. Cobra Chick, good morning. Hope you're doing well. You are in for a doozy of a ride today. 
So Mr. Garcia opens fire at the Allen Outlet Malls on Saturday afternoon at about 3.30-ish, right around there. And the, the scenes are devastating to see. You, you see, like, this little area where there's, like, five people face down in blood. A couple of them are small children. It's awful. And then you see the scene, the video. I don't know if you've got to see it. The video inside the fat burger there where the policeman who was there for a, a random call, security guard, by the way, was shot and killed too. Um, Allen police officer showed up, put the motherfucker down with a headshot. Shot that motherfucker clean in the head, blew his head off. And he's laying right there in front of Fatburger. I'd have been sitting there with my burger eating in front of it. Being like, well, you just fucked up. The black leader of the Proud Boys was a white supremacist, too. Yeah. Did you say that the white supremacist shooter name was Garcia? Mauricio Garcia, whose parents that were uh, interviewed by the FBI needed a Hispanic translator. He's a white supremacist. Now, he's had a few run-ins with the law. Nothing felonious to where... Let's talk about why everybody is losing their minds. Uh, I don't want to correct you, but they're saying the officer is from Garland. It was a Garland cop that did it? I thought it was an Allen cop. I don't know why a Garland cop is an Allen, but that was another Garland cop. Boy, we are fucking, I tell you what, you do not fuck with my hometown when it comes to fucking headshots. Remember them terrorists? Hell yeah, headshots. But I digress. Thank you for letting me know that, Brady Kid. I did not know that. Um, so this goes on, and of course, we have to see everybody coming out and blaming the Republicans for gun con- no gun control and all this shit. Then, of course, we see the right coming out and saying, oh, what about this guy's mental health? And you know what? I'm fucking tired of it. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of it's the gun's fault. I'm sick and tired of it's mental health's fault. We're about to talk about what nobody wants to say and, more importantly, what nobody wants to hear. The fault is ours. The fault is ours. We, the American people, are to blame for these constant shootings. We have gone so far away from what has made this country so amazing and great. And we knew it was amazing and great. And we didn't need a little fucking red hat to tell us to be great. We used to know what was right and what was wrong.
the way I look at this is this way. It all started about 30 years ago, about 1993. We all blame generations, the, the millennials and Gen Z for all the problems. But I, I, I've said it before and I will say it again. The, the mass majority of this is Generation X parents. Yep, not the parents of Generation X. I'm talking about when Generation X became parents. It's about 1990, right in that era. Because that's when things started to change. And I look at it like this. You know how uh, 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 there are scientists out there that like to say, you know, when a butterfly spreads its wings off the coast of Africa and it starts a... A, a mild breeze, a little, that that in turn could turn into a hurricane around the world. We've all heard that, right? What I want you to think about now is a million or millions of butterflies flapping their wings. And I want you to think of the damage that that could cause. And let me tell you, that is the damage that they have caused. Hey! Konnichiwa, bud! What's up? How's it going? Domo arigato! Round here, we speak American, okay, bud? Maid says, I'm part Irish, LOL. I'm 75% Asian, 25% white. And some white is Irish. I'm also related to Arab Parsegian, coach of the Fighting Irish. Wow, that's awesome. And you won the Kentucky Derby this weekend, so congratulations. Uh, that's true, but not this. I'm not saying it's all Gen X parents, but it's enough. It all started, and, and I'm not even going to, I'm not. I'm not going to start this with the trophies, but it's that mindset. It's that mindset. And, and, And when I say we were great at one time, before anybody of any other race comes through and says, oh, really? When was it ever great for us? Oh, slavery. I'm here to tell you I'm done with that too. I am so sick and tired of that bullshit. And by the way, we have amazing stories this morning about reparations and what they have and haven't agreed on in California. It's amazing, truly. But I'm here to tell you that every single culture, every single group of humans who have been on any part of this planet have had to endure some sort of slavery. Every single one. Why are you more important? Because you were the last? Because we finally made a law against it? So before you stop saying, oh, America's not great, America's this, America's that. And by the way, to you motherfucking pundits out there who, 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 are, who are not American, who go, oh, America's the deadliest place in the world. My God, they're going around shooting each other. Really? Really? That's fucking rich. Hold on a second. Let me check all my news sources real quick to see the last time a woman had acid thrown in her face in America because she had the audacity, the audacity to show a cheekbone. 
How about you fuck clean off when you start talking about how horrible America is? When there's a young lady who shows her knee off and she gets stoned in the city square. You want to talk about violent? How about if you steal something from a village and they cut your fucking hand off? Hell, we're letting murderers fucking walk out in New York. In all these Democratic-run cities. But this is not Democrats. This is not Republicans. This is America. Gen X rebelled against the system and won, but we didn't have a plan for afterwards. Then the system took every more, ever more control of people, torn blind eye to it. Well, this is the problem. What happened is that this group of, of Gen X parents had kids, and they raised these kids. to feel like they and their ideas were more important than anybody else's. And that they were more important than anybody else's. And the people that they would prey on, because there's always this in every generation, are the spineless worm people of society. The spineless worm people of society who feel guilt for everything under the sun and they feel guilt for things that they could never and have never been able to control. They feel guilty about it and then they give in to those people who think they're so important and that their ideas are so important. And it ranges in everything. And this isn't me going off on the, the, the environmentalist and things like that. But we've given in to that. And if you want to make the world a cleaner place, I have, I have nothing but respect for you. I try not to litter. I, I try to put stuff out in, in the right recycle things. I don't recycle all the time because I don't believe in it. Because my idea is here is that we're trying to save the world from ourselves, but I'm here to tell you that the world is never, ever going to have a GoFundMe page. You see, when the world gets tired of us humanoids, the world will do something about it. Whether it be great floods, massive tornadoes, the, 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 the earth opens and swallows everyone. Derek, you are absolutely, positively correct with how they also raise their kids. They raise their kids as their friends, as their buddies. Now, now it's gotten even worse. Now, now it's like they're their sidekicks. They're like their best friends. Now, there's nothing wrong with being friends with your kid. I'll say it till the day I die. The best friend I ever had was my father. But boy, oh boy, when it was fucking time to be dad, I didn't really like to be around him that much. Mainly because I fucked up. You see, we had this healthy fear of dads. See, we've gone away from this. We've gone away from our ideals and things that made us great. Now, I'm not talking about, 
you know, when dad has too many after his long day at the factory and he takes his belt off and he fucking lashes you for no reason. I ain't talking about that. That's fucking abuse. I'm talking about when you throw a baseball through a window and you lie about it and then the truth comes out and your name's on the fucking ball and daddy has to give you a whooping for lying. Well, we got rid of that. Because now we have discussions with these children, and we want to talk to them. Their brains are not developed enough to talk to them about it. Do you know what their brains are developed enough to know? That if I fuck up, I'm going to get whooped. See, we've gotten away from that mentality. The mentality of, if I fuck up, I'm going to get fucked up. Now we have this mentality of, oh, I fucked up? Well, no big deal. Everybody fucks up. Let's just write this one off. Doesn't matter how bad I fucked up. I I, I ain't going to have to pay for it because I never had to pay for it as a kid. Because mama and daddy were always there for me. They're always bailing me out. And they said, they're there. Instead of, what the fuck did you just do? Now, I'm not saying every parent is like this. So before anybody gets all hurt and butthurt over it, I know that there are good parents out there. I know that there are parents out there that do the heavy lifting and did the heavy lifting through the Gen X generation. I know that. The problem is, is you're the minority. Uh, Your dad wasn't your best friend when you were a kid because a best friend is an equal. Yes! Very different relationship. I hate the parents that do the whole come down to their level and talk to them. What's efficient? No. Very fart parenting. No, because you're not equals. You're not. And and I'm about to tell you, you're never going to be an equal to your parent. You can be as wise as them. You can grow up to be just like them and become their best friend, but they're always still your parent. And this idea, and Alicia, thank you, you... they, they put it down to their level. A kid doesn't know anything. Why, why are we making kids all fucking brain surgeons now? That they can understand everything. That they're so smart that they have it all together. Why do they even need to go to school then? Until my kids are tall enough not to have their heads fart on, they're not my equals. No, and they shouldn't be. But so many kids, they treat their kids like equals. You see, and they look away when the kids do bad. Now, maybe you're not into capital punishment like me. And I don't mean that for a laugh, but what I mean is by spanking. That is corporal punishment, capital punishment, whatever. Okay. But... If you truly want to make us fantastic and make us, dare I say it, be great again, you have to take over. When a, when a kid fucking wants to throw a tantrum and you give in to him, what are you doing? One, one of my favorite things I ever did on the air, I, 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 I'll never, ever forget this. Um, even once you're an adult, the relationship changes, but there's still a level of respect, typically, yeah. Just saw a show where people are selling their house, and the host asked what the kids thought. The parents said, we haven't told them yet. Host says, what? I'm thinking I would have said no because they didn't pay for the house. 
Am I an ass for that? No. Permission for my kids? Yeah, not happening. No, it's your fucking house. What are the kids going to say? Fuck all of them. If they want to buy it, they can come buy it. I spent 30 years paying off this motherfucker. It's my house. You don't whoop your kids. This is what I want to tell you. So we're on the air one day, and we're talking about this, and I, I still believe in whooping kids. Even to this day, open hand across the ass, I still believe in whooping kids. Why? Because it fucking works. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, it works, in my opinion. My opinion. You can disagree with me, and we can have a conversation about it, because we'll get to that here in a second, too. The idea of putting them in a timeout. So I, I remember I was told, eh, why don't you just put them in a timeout? I said, oh, okay, so teach them when they do bad that everybody turns their back on them. Awesome. <laughs> she rethought that. And it was funny that she had rethought it because I got her right away. I would gotten her right away. My favorite was I said, okay, so your kid's in, in the grocery store and the kid throws a tantrum. Now, I've never been a parent. But I'm smart enough to figure this one out. Okay. Kid throws a tantrum in the store. You either whoop his ass, you leave the store, or you ignore him. Those are your three choices, really. And a lot of people like to choose that leave the store. Because they think about whooping the ass, and then you got all these eyes out there, which we'll get to here in a second as well. You whoop his ass, you're a terrible parent in the eyes of these other people because you put your hands on your kid, even though that's the way generations were raised, including that one they call the greatest generation. Say the people that ignore it, which there are a lot of them, and then you have the people that say, oh, no, it's okay, just leave the store. Just leave the store? Well, I'm glad that you have fucking uh, 24 hours a day to go shopping. Maybe that single mom doesn't have 24 hours to go shopping. This is her window. And you're telling her now to leave the store because what you're teaching your kid is this. When your kid doesn't want to go to the store because, I don't know, their favorite cartoon is on or they're just little assholes, all they have to do to get you to go home is make a little noise in there. Do you see what you've taught them? The answer is no, you didn't see that. I had to point it out. And I had to point it out 20 or 30 years later because you're too stupid to fucking figure it out back then. And you are the blame for all of this because now everybody has these ideas. And this is why I went through the whooping thing and the different stages of whooping. And I mentioned those prying eyes. You see, we've given so much power to those prying eyes that we will not even discipline our own children because we're worried, A, and this is the A, and this is the most important one, we're worried about what people will think of us. Well, let me in on, uh, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. If I were to have kids, I wouldn't give a fuck what anybody thought of me and my parenting skills. It's not their job. It's my job. If you want to see a, I watched a movie over the weekend, and I'd been wanting to see it. It's a uh, Denzel Washington movie called Fences. 
Boy, I got to tell you, this is one of the top movies I've ever seen Denzel in. Man, oh, man, he explains what fatherhood is. And, it, I mean, wow, is it great movie. Oh, fuck that fat walrus twat. <laughs> she thought she knew what parenting was like because she had cats once in a while babysat. Yeah. I did this in the store once. My daughter acted up. After I disciplined her, I looked around and said, say something. Good. Nobody said anything. You're goddamn right. When my three-year-old acts out, he gets a factory reset, which is a firm slap on the ass, and he ends up laying there on the floor for a complete minute, and then he resumes kid mode. Mate says, fuck my kids. They do crazy shit all the time, and I always have to come up with crazy ways to discipline because my wife is, is like, no, these kids don't know better. She got mad one time when I, when I made my 12-year-old sleep in a tent in the backyard because he wouldn't clean his room. So I lived in a tent in my backyard for a weekend. It got cold one night, like 55. He cleans his room now. It worked. Now, see, I don't care. I don't care if you don't want to put hands on kids. But the idea that discipline, any sort of discipline is bad. Somebody would see that mage and they would report you, and you should be worried about that. But you shouldn't worry about it. You should look at him and go, fuck off. You see any marks on my kid? No, you see a clean room? I, I would say job done, fucko. I do the firm grip on my kid's neck, uh, <laughs> bordering a death clinch, and then speak quietly in their ears. They straighten the fuck up, double quick, and I don't have to leave the store. I tell them if we have to leave the store, they don't even want to know what their punishment will be. And that's what I'm talking about. And I, I know that it's not gone and it's not away, but there's so many people. See, there aren't enough of you butterflies flapping your wings to start a change. But what happens is you allow those prying eyes in. And once you allow those prying eyes in one time, and that's all it takes, one time, and you've given in. Because now, how can you tell them that they're ever wrong? They corrected you on what should be the most personal thing is the way you discipline your kids. That should be one of the most personal things that you have as a parent. But you've given in to this crowd of, oh, you can't do that. Or we're going to call CPS on you. I'd be like, fuck, here's their number. My kid fucking threatens it all the time. Fuck off. Once again, you stand up to these bullies, and there aren't enough people that have stood up to these people because they hear those three letters, CPS, and they go running for the hills. You see, those are the people. Those are the spineless worms that I talked about earlier. Those are the spineless worms that then infect everybody. And they have to realize this, that their ideas are not that important. Now, you'll say, wait a second, Arnie. You say things are important to you because they're important to you. Yes, they are. I'm not saying that the things that the spineless worm people believe in aren't important to them. But they're not important to everyone. And see, that's, that's the miss, is that they think that everything that's important to them is important to everyone. When instead, what should happen, if you want to take this back to the little red hat, 
and you want to make America great, this is what should happen. You find shit that's important to you, worm people, and instead of trying to indoctrinate or force-feed it on someone, tell someone about it. And then you find out what's important to them. You see, because what's important to them may not be important to you, but it's still important to them. And what you both need to realize is you're not that important. Your ideas are important to you, and that's great, but not to everybody else. But we've gotten under this mindset to where if I believe in this and you don't believe in this, then you're a racist or you're this. The first thing they go to is childish name-calling. And once again, that is a fight that they will never, ever win with me. We have gotten past ridiculous. We've gotten past ludicrous. We have gotten to the... We're, 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 we're brain-dead morons now. This is idiocracy. I'm not saying that this is guaranteed to work, that you listen to other people and you take their ideas and sensitivities into effect. I'm saying it'll help, but there's going to be enough pushback when people say, no, I'm so fucking important, I need this, I need that. Okay. By the way, do you want to know why they've made... One of my favorite, this, this is why I played this uh, sound effect today. I was thinking about this. Um. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody. <sighs> Whatever happened to letting life happen. What happened to living in the moment, living in the now? And this isn't about social media. This isn't about anything. This is about one simple thing here. I want you to think back to when you were a kid. No, it wasn't over the top. That was a Rocky Balboa who was outside of his restaurant in that one. Um, over the top was a great movie, though. Arm wrestling movie. When you were a kid, and maybe you were because you're younger than I am, I'm, I'm going to be 52 in, in a couple months. I was born in 1971. I'm an 80s kid. I grew up in the 80s. And this is how simple, if you want to look at the world. And I, I try to look at the world as simple as I can. No one ever, and I mean ever, short of being on a BMX fucking racing challenge circuit, whatever, no kid ever wore a helmet on a bicycle. No kids wore pads. You remember the old pads that you would put on your bike? 
Remember the old the crossbar pad, and you had that one pad in the middle so you didn't rack yourself too bad? Even though if you fell off a fucking moving bicycle and there's this little bit of neoprene that's covered with either leather or fucking polyester, your nuts are not going to be saved, okay? But we all had those kind of pads. We didn't wear elbow pads, wrist pads, knee pads, helmets. We didn't do that because we were kids. And kids have to go around and do stupid things. Why? Because kids are fucking stupid. It's not their fault that they're stupid. And maybe you think I'm uh, ignorant. How about that? You want me to be nice or I'll be nice or I'll say kids are fucking ignorant. They don't realize that building a jump and you don't have a degree in engineering, something could go wrong and you could crash horribly. We didn't care. We were kids. We had to find out on our own. But that's where the Gen X parents came in. And they said, you know what? You're not going to find out on your own. We're going to put you in helmets. Because that'll make you safe. And uh, real quick, let me just say, (laughs) failed on that one. We're going to bubble wrap the world for you. And you know what happened? It was good for a while. That bubble wrap was good on the world for a while. Every kid was getting a trophy. Kids were happy. Kids were go lucky. But then things started to kind of unravel in this bullet world because once you give in to kids and they start getting the things they want all the time, like ice cream for breakfast, once you start doing that, once you're one of these new age parents, your kids will act up. Why? Because that's the way their brains are. You see, you see, they're little motherfuckers. That's what kids are. And they're going to act up. And they're going to become unruly. And, well, you as the parent who don't have real time to discipline your kids because you don't believe in discipline because you're equals. Instead, you take them to the doctor and go, I don't know why my child is acting up. Could it be for the simple fact that I feed them so much sugar every day and I don't discipline them? That's not on a chart anywhere, by the way. And the doctor goes, well, now, I am not calling this fake. I'm going to tell you this right now. I know people who have had to take medication for ADHD or ADD or whatever the fucking A's and the D's and the H's are. And it's worked and it's helped them. And I say God bless you to them. Because I do believe that there's some medicine out there that does help people. But in your heart of hearts, you know your kid doesn't have ADHD. You know that they're a little rambunctious shit because you won't do anything about it. But you take them to the doctor and you answer all the questions the right way. And now your kid is on zombie street because you've loaded them full of fucking antidepressants or whatever the fuck you have. And now they sit quietly in a classroom and all the teachers are happy. And now the teachers can indoctrinate them with whatever they want to teach them. 
But once again, you did it. Do I think that we should have a discussion about fucking limited weapons in this country? The the answer is hell fucking no. I shop at that fucking mall. I will shop at that mall again. By the way, a story that not a lot of people are talking about nationally is that about five minutes up the road at Stonebriar Mall, a few hours later, there were reports of another shooting happening, and they evacuated the mall. And now that's a traditional big-ass into and that's a big mall. I hate that mall because there's too much goddamn walking to do there. Whoo, good Lord. Oh, and they closed the Invictus store. Dicks. Like the genius ramp my cousin was so proud of. Problem was it made out of three-eighths plywood, let's say. Never got to see how far he got on that after-done jump attempt. Uh, that vision will forever be in my mind, and it's still funny. Yeah, those pads were strictly for the same on the bike that make it look cooler, not for protection. Or oh, we didn't see them like that. Oh, and no pads or helmet, and we he lived. What a miracle. I know, right? Isn't that crazy? But no. No. No, because it makes no sense. This makes no sense to talk about. Should we limit uh, the amount of weapons? Why? Because I'm going to go ahead and bet. I, I'm going to go ahead and bet uh, my, because I haven't seen anything about the guy who uh, shot up the five family members last weekend. I haven't seen anything on that. I'm going to go ahead and bet that these weapons were acquired illegally. I know. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Good morning, and y'all. There's a doctor on Fox News this weekend talking about the over-the-medication of children, and specifically ADHD. Doctor said that doctors were medicating children on the quest of drug companies and the government. Makes you wonder, but not really. I will struggle and fight with my boys forever before I put that poison into their bodies. Sawyer's dad, that's why you get it. See, this is why I love the ass family. Y'all get it. Y'all ain't offended by this because y'all are good parents. Y'all are hearing what I'm saying and going, yeah, yeah, he's, he's probably, I mean, this is standard, aren't he? I mean, I don't know what you're making a big deal of. I'm making a big deal because it's a big fucking deal. Because I need you, the ass family, to start flapping those fucking butterfly wings and saying no, saying stop this bullshit. Alicia, kudos to you a few weeks ago for contacting the, the 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 principal of your school for a book that they're selling in the book fair that showed boys sucking each other's dicks in elementary school. You see, this comes down to a simple fact. In this country, when we were great, we knew what was right and we knew what was wrong. A book being sold at a book fair that shows gay homosexual sex or any sex is wrong. We all, we, we, we knew that, but now we have to go, well, these people are just exploring and trying to share their lifestyles. No, it's fucking pornography that you're selling to children.
the story on 60 Minutes about the, the, the slaughterhouse that I was telling you about, the 13-year-old that had to work overnight. We used to be in this country, and we knew that was wrong. Now, it still happened in some cases, but we knew that was wrong. And the people that did it and that got caught were punished for it because they did wrong. But now we've just, we've so bubble-wrapped our world. One of my favorite things to see is this. Uh, so his dad, that's why we take our son to therapy for strategies and habits and just let him talk things out. It's really worked. The ADHD isn't magically gone. And he still needs to focus, but it's so much better than it was. And see, this is what I'm talking about. This is why I love the ass family. You guys are doing the heavy lifting. Alicia did the heavy lifting by contacting the principal. Ogre's doing the heavy lifting by going to the therapist or having his son go to the therapist. You guys understand what it means to be a parent. Do you, did, did you think that my pullout game was that strong? No. This is, I didn't want kids because I knew that I couldn't do the job, mainly because I want to be the focus. I'm Look, I'm sorry that I'm so egotistical or, or whatever you want to call me. I didn't want kids. I didn't want the bright lights taken away from me. I worked hard to get these bright lights on me. I, and, and I'm being 100% serious here. I am the chosen one. I mean, I am, in my opinion. I hope you record it and made it viral. That's what parents should start doing this. Oh, it's conspiracy talk. will shut down. This, this, this whole thing, this conspiracy, all this bullshit. We have bubble wrapped the world. Do you know what my favorite rule at all these malls are? And I'm not trying to make fun of the Allen Mall for this. I, I make fun of every place when I see this. Okay, so so the talk now is banning guns again, right? Ah, we got to ban the guns. Fuck you, Republicans. You're, the blood's on your hands. Okay, great. Fantastic. He broke the law. The, the number two rule at the Allen Premium Outlets, when you see their posted sets of rules, number two rule. No guns. Well, holy shit, fuck. No guns? That would be... So so when a lion walks into the, 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 the Serengeti and he takes a right instead of a left, I don't know what the Nile... And he walks up on this big old group of fucking antelope or gazelle. And he's like, you know what? I need to get some food. Do you think the lion pays any attention to the rule that says no lions? No feasting on the antelope. Now, I'm not calling this fellow a lion by any means. What I'm saying is this. Once again, gun laws are there to restrict the legal gun owners. Think about it. If you showed up that mall and you had a sidearm, 
and you weren't uh, part of law enforcement, they would ask you to leave. And if you didn't leave, I would imagine they would call the police on you if they didn't already call the police on you for having a gun. And we see this in malls all over the country. No guns, no guns, no guns. Yet we continue to see these stories about shootings in malls. But wait a second, they have a rule in place. It says no guns. Do you know who's not carrying the guns? The legal gun owners. Why? Because they follow gun laws. Do you know who doesn't? That's right, the illegal gun owners, because they don't follow gun laws. So you have these rules, and you have these laws in place, and they're, a, they're supposed to deter crime. But actually what it does, it's like you're chumming the water. When you put that sign up at a, at a brand new mall, no guns allowed. That's like putting a bunch of fish guts right in the middle of a great white tank and then jumping in and going, what's going to happen to me? No, I'm not saying you got to have guns everywhere. I'm not saying that we're all to blame for this. We all used to kind of be like a community together. And, and instead of, like, the eyes that wandered on you that we're so worried about right now, we used to like having those eyes having our back. You see, they don't have our it, – it's a lot different now. Those eyes don't have our back. When we fucked up in our neighborhood as little kids growing up, when I lived on Blanning in Dallas, I lived on a, a just regular block. There were a bunch of kids on the block. And we had people we knew not to do shit in front of their house. You know why? Because they would go tell mom and dad. There's a fellow that lived on our street near the industry. His name was Mr. Arnold. I think Mr. Arnold was a former uh, Texas Ranger. And I ain't talking about the baseball kind. And Mr. Arnold would fucking hold us uh, accountable for shit. You didn't fuck up in front of Mr. Arnold. Now, today, if a Mr. Arnold fucking was in the neighborhood, he'd be deemed a child predator. No, he was just kind of the sheriff of the neighborhood. We didn't fuck around with Mr. Arnold. There are a few parents you didn't fuck around with. My my, my best friend Todd, who lived uh, uh, about seven houses down, his neighbor, that was Gary and his wife Vicky. Whew, Vicky was kind of hot. Well, I, was, I, I was 12, so... But uh, but you live next door. They live next door, and Gary, like he he would throw a football and baseball with us. You don't fuck around with Gary though. Gary'd fuck your shit up. You talk back to him, and he's an adult. He'd fuck your shit up. He ain't got a problem with it, and no parent had a problem with it because the parents there they knew that you're supposed to treat adults with respect. But now we have people that call their fucking parents by their first name. Well, I will slap the taste of, out of a kid's mouth if they were to say my first name and didn't have a mister on top of it. You see, because I wanted to treat them like equals. Uh, let's see. Let me go back to this. Uh, when my daughter was in fourth grade, her teachers wanted her on ADD medication. I said, no, I'll just put my foot in her ass. I guess she's okay graduating this month with a 3.5. That's fantastic. Good for you, Stinkfist. 
It's funny the left says the blood is on the hands of the rights and what more laws passed, and yet Cocaine Cowboy Hunter purchased one of those uh, with the laws they created. Funny, isn't it? No, we got we got stories on that, and it's going to piss you off. I work through ADD and what is now ADHD without medication. I'm giving my kids the tools I had to learn with my uh, through life. The sitting in front of a screen is minimal, and it sucks because I'm exhausted after work, but it was my choice to have a child with my wife. Therapy works for some. Maybe is the future. It might be for them. But for now, taking the screen away uh, from them seems to work adequately, and we can tell them that they had too much time in front of the screen. I just love the fact that you're being there for it. You have a form of discipline. And it doesn't all have to... Look, the worst thing you could probably do to a teenager right now is take their phone away from them. Oh, I'm being totally serious. That'd be worse than hitting them. But you see, here's the problem. The problem is... Not enough people will fucking all that you you gotta give them the screen time. Otherwise, see, they always come up with fucking bullshit. They always come up with bullshit. You limit the time in front of well, they need that screen time. Look, they're gonna get surpassed. Their 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 computer skills are gonna be blah blah blah. It's all bullshit, it's all excuses. Why my question that I have for a lot of people is why would you listen to anybody else about raising your kids? If you're from this weird ideology that it takes a village, it takes a village to keep the kids, you know, nursed in, but it doesn't take a village to raise a kid. It takes a mama and a daddy to raise a kid. And I'm very, very strong on the family structure. If you want to look why prisons are overcrowded and why they're overcrowded with a certain race, well, we made it very, very... Um, financially viable for that race to have children without fathers in place that we would pay them for. So those kids are going to wake up and grow up without fearing daddy's belt. So, of course, they're going to break the law. Christopher, what's up? Hey, buddy. Hey, I wanted to double back for a split second. The thing where we were talking about the the gun-free zones, this whole idea about gun-free zones. Okay, so in general, when when – when us Americans, when we're walking around, who's in charge of our own safety? We are. We're, we're in charge. Yes, we're in charge of our own safety. Yes. Correct. When you go something, and so like I decide to to arm myself or have on me whatever I want to use to defend myself, whether it's mace, pepper spray, a firearm, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and I do all the responsible things, right? Mm-hmm. When we go somewhere and they say, you can't have a gun here. They're taking away your right to defend yourself. But but there's a caveat in there, Christopher. There's one thing that comes above that, and it's their property. Their laws, their property. Like, if you were to go to somebody's house and say, hey, I'm going to come in, and they say, well, we need you to take your gun off, and you go, no. You can't say, hey, you're, you're interrupting my Second Amendment rights by carrying this gun because you're infringing on their property rights as the owner. and yeah, and I'm actually okay with that. Okay. But if you're going to take away my right to defend myself, now my safety is now on your hands because, yes, I'm on your property. I'm there to do business with you. Mm-hmm. But you can't have a gun-free zone and not have some kind of a, a replacement. You need to have some kind of a security insur- assurance 
to the people that are, are patronizing your businesses. Now, now I, yeah. as, I'm going to play devil's advocate with you here. They yeah. had that. One of the security guards was shot and I believe killed. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. Now, now they have oh, okay. security guards there, but I don't know if the security guards are armed. I mean, I, I mean, you're you're making a wonderful point here, and I I just want you to know something that that I know that you know this already. Even though that you've walked on their property, and they said no guns, and you say, hey, it's your responsibility to pro- provide me. Say, you know, it's still your responsibility, right? Oh yeah, okay. yes, yes. All but, right. but but a law abiding. I mean, I can get a whole lot more trouble if I go onto a gun free zone, and for whatever reason they search me or something mm-hmm. i can get in a shit ton of trouble absolutely but the way i see it is, is it should be like a courthouse you know you're not allowed to walk into a courthouse with a gun right no you're not but but they have but they have there's officers there mm-hmm. everybody's safe it, even even when things break out we've seen plenty of times where crazy shit happens at courthouses there's officers from coming coming out of the woodwork and, and any situation is dealt with pretty effectively and pretty cleanly. Uh, and that's that's what I want to see everywhere. I mean, if you're going to have gun-free zones, if you're going to restrict people's rights, I want to see more security. Now, you know, if, if, if they actually did have security at this mall, that changes the story a bit, and especially if they had armed security. That's what I would want to see. But, you know, things do happen and and – you know, that, then you're, then we're talking tragedy, man, because mm-hmm. you don't want to hear about that. That they, that, you know, no, it's no. like uh, look, this whole story is a tragedy. This this is an awful story that happens. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, the the mass shootings are 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 our fault because we've allowed this. Because instead of arguing about wow, how can we make places more secure, we're talking about mental health and we're talking about guns. We're 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 doing the fucking. We're doing everything but fucking addressing the problem. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and people just don't want to accept that even even with even when we're all the way fully prepared, there's still gonna be a few things that happen. Yeah. Even with all the with all the security at airports now, mm-hmm. it's actually it's actually a miracle we haven't had another nine eleven. Oh, I, I completely agree. Completely you know, agree. We uh, should have had at least one by now, but nothing. I mean, I mean, this Not- this sense of and you walked into you walked right into a perfect place there, Christopher. You're talking about safety and you're talking about freedom. Well, this is the thing that Americans have to understand. If you want more safety, you have to give up a lot of your freedoms. Mm-hmm. And if you want more freedoms, then you have to give up your safety. But see, the problem with that is that's true. That will never be untrue. But that Gen X generation, they want to make that not true. They no, they want to live in a... Yeah. They, they want to... Go ahead. They want to live in a world of fucking sunshine and rainbows. and Nothing ever bad happens to anybody ever. Nobody ever feels pain. Well, like, if, it's, if something... It's, it's if, insane. If something bad happens, it's somebody else's fault. It's those people's fault. See, no, yeah. it's your fault that something happened. It's your fault because you're not doing your due diligence. And I'm not blaming those people that were at the Allen Mall for getting shot. No. I'm blaming the people that didn't report this fucking nut job, this white supremacist whose parents can't even. How I, I don't even know how that's a thing. This is the stupidity of our world, Christopher. Yeah. A Hispanic white supremacist is, is 
That's uh, a new I'm one. I'm still dumbfounded at that. Yeah, I, I mean, me. that's right up there with Larry Elder being the black face of white supremacy in California. <laughs> I, mean, oh, Jesus. I mean, come All right, on. Bro. All right, buddy. Have a good I, day, man. Be safe out I gotta there. Go. Uh, everybody, that is our movie guy, Christopher. Uh, but it's true. See, Gen X wants to walk down this, uh, the Gen X parents that are bad. Let me put that that way. They want to live in this world where we have all the safety in the world and all the freedoms in the world. You see, they want to live in Narnia or or Utopia or they want to ride a fucking unicorn to work. Well, I'm, I'm here to tell you that world doesn't exist. It doesn't. And by the way, it will never exist, and here's the reason why. Because it can't. It simply can't exist. Because if you want to be safe, if you want to be 100% safe, you don't have any freedom. Ask celebrities how much freedom they actually have. And I know that we're, we're a, a, either a, a celebrity-loving society or a, a celebrity-hating group. But think about it. Think about Taylor Swift. She has so much security that I would imagine one of the best things for her is when she can be at her house alone. And I don't even think she's that way. I imagine there's security around the house because she wants to be safe. I can't blame her. She's got a bunch of crazy fucking fans. My wife is one of them. Morning. Uh, I thought Make Believe Land is called Donkey Land. <laughs> they have to give up so much of their freedoms. Taylor Swift, if she gets a hankering for KFC, which I don't think that'll ever happen, she can't just get in her fucking Dodge or whatever the fuck she drives. She just can't get in the old hoopty that's in the garage of one of her many houses, go down the driveway and drive down to KFC and go in. She has swarms of paparazzi on her, which means there's going to be swarms of fans there because fans go that, and they all have cars, so they're going to follow her there. But that's the life she chose. I, I don't feel bad for her. She's a multi-gazillionaire. I don't feel bad for her that she can't go to KFC whenever she wants. You know what? She's got people to go. I don't ever have to miss another second of Judge Judy if I'm fucking, if, if, if I'm her. I don't ever have to leave the fucking house. Do you know how fucking much I would look forward to that? If I had people that would go get my shit and get it right? Now, you don't have the freedom to do it, boy, but you're safe. You ain't got to be on the roads. Can Adele go and get KFC? Adele can do whatever the fuck she wants, you assholes. Jesus. Hello. It's me. I was wondering if after all no. these years. No, I, I I don't want to meet. I don't know why it stopped there. That's that that seemed to end pretty damn soon. Ogre says uh, malls are so much like nightclubs. I mean, really, you're in a nightclub for God's sake. Ball? What do you think is going to happen at a nightclub? People are drinking and doing drugs. Yeah, there are women there, and uh, and then people have guns. So yeah. anyway, go ahead. 
Anything else there, Grandpa Imus? That's some, that's some nappy-headed hose there. I'm gonna take that down. <laughs> oh, man. man, that's some ooh, like kind of like a I don't know Spike Lee thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jigaboos versus the Wannabes. Yeah, that, that movie that he had. Who the fuck starts a conversation like that? I just sat down. That bitch is real enough to build her own KFC and drive through in her gremlin or pacer down the lane to get a bucket of wings, then write a song about breaking up with Colonel Sanders. But they ask a lot of these celebrities what's the one thing they miss, and they miss the freedom. But, hey, they want to be secure. So they're willing to trade that. And that's the question you have to ask yourself to a much lesser extent. And we used to ask that question. There are areas of Dallas that I won't go to. Do you want to know why? Because I'm not safe there. And there's not a lot I can do besides arming myself and bringing lots of friends who are armed with me to go to those neighborhoods. There's no reason for me to go to those neighborhoods. There's no, and, and, and a lot of people are like, well, I just want to go just to go. Well, you don't want to go to go because you're not safe there. I went to Omaha Saturday for a Berkshire Hathaway shareholders meeting. I never felt so safe around 50,000 people. Charles Mungler and Warren Buffett had an incredible amount of security detail. Yeah. Oh, uh, when, when I was inducted into the uh, Broadcasting Hall of Fame in Las Vegas, that for some reason, fucking uh, Harry Reid was there. I wanted to say some disparaging words to Harry Reid, but his fucking security detail was insanity. Oh, and they weren't afraid to show that they were they were holding weapons. Now, the stupidity of our our country, and I, I'm not even done yet. I, I who knows? I might not take a fucking break today. Um, because I have so much good shit to talk about here. Um. You want to ban guns? Fantastic. Let's ban guns. Let, let's do that. But real quick, real, real, real quick. Uh, my daughter made me drive by Taylor Swift's house in Beverly Hills because somehow she knew the address. I felt like a weirdo. Um, eight people, eight human beings were killed over the weekend, 11 injured. After a driver plows into a crowd near a migrant shelter in Brownsville, Texas. Eight victims died at the scene. Eleven others have been transported to hospital. The driver, who's confirmed, is a Hispanic man. He's been arrested and charged, but investigations are going on. All eight people who died in the crash were migrants, they confirmed. Harry Reid, the gun grabber, armed security, someone... Tell the girls of the view. Oh, I know. It was fantastic. Um, He killed eight people in one day. He killed more people than the Allen guy. And he used a car. So, oh, this is the one off this. uh, Oh, wait, wait, wait a second. Didn't didn't, Didn't we just sentence to somebody to life in prison in New York State? Remember the guy who rented the Home Depot truck and he killed like six or seven people on the streets of Manhattan? By running them over with a car? You see, there's a goddamn ginormous difference between killings with cars and killings with guns. And this is going to sound funny, but it's not meant to be. You have the right to own that gun. You want to know why people fight so hard for their fucking things they have, their rights? 
because I don't want my rights taken away from me. You don't have a right to drive in this country. You have no right. This is why you have to get licensed. This is why you have to observe the rules, because you do not have a right to get on the roads here. You have a right to own a firearm, though. You see, there's a big difference. So before you start chirping your shit about banning guns once again, because I know it's it, it's already started. Stephen King tweeted it at Ted Cruz today. Hey, Ted, do something about the guns or go back to Cancun. Hey, Stephen King, how about you stop creeping people out, you old weirdo? Your fucking movie, The Boogeyman? Yeah, thanks for that. I have to go see that now in June. Christ, that's like three weeks away. Wait, uh, by Hispanic, do you mean a white supremacist? Uh, They don't know if this guy down in in Brownsville is a white supremacist yet. They just know he's Hispanic. That's the new face of the Aryan nation is a Hispanic man. Time to ban automatic cars. Well, I'd love to talk about that before we ever talk about ending fucking guns ever again in this country. And you see, all of this, all of this, you might think that this is a rant about guns and things like this, but I'm tying everything I can into this rant. Because all of this has led us to where we are today. Is this it? Um... A transgender man who gave birth to his son criticizes medical staff for calling him mother and claimed that it's important to stop automatically linking pregnancy with women. This person looks like a dude. has got a beard. I mean, got pregnant. The reason why you got to see, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're never going to be a man because men do not have those parts to birth children. Okay? You don't have that. And see, this Gen X society that raised their kids, who are now having kids, who are these fucking transition ones. You see, when we say, when we stop saying no, you can't, or no this, no that, because see, we're getting down to their level, as Alicia said earlier or we're treating them as equals. They don't understand what no means. I've joked a number of times on this show that I thought my name was Damn It Arnie No. You have a a male impersonator who had a baby. The bearded woman had a baby. I will never call this person a woman. I will always call this person the mother of that child because, well, that's what mothers do. They bear children. Oh, he's got two fathers. No, he doesn't. No, he got one. He's got one who fucked a woman who looks like a dude. That's all. But of course, of course, I'm insensitive for saying that. I'm a hater. I, I'm transphobic. I'm not transphobic. I'm stupophobic, okay? 
That's what that the that that should be the new word. Let, let's let's all be stupophobic. There's one thing to be afraid of, it's being stupid. And that's what's currently happening in our country is we're fucking stupid. We look the other way with all this shit. And I'm sick and tired of it, and it's all on us. The definition of insanity is repeating the same act, hoping that the, the results will differ. Well, what we, 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 we do this every two, every four fucking years. We deal in insanity. We vote on people that we think are going to do a job, even though we know they aren't. And when one of those people does go in and actually does do some good and does some great for America, instead of reelecting said official, we impeach that official twice. I'm scared to death of Donald Trump 2024 because Donald Trump 2024 will scorch the earth. And America doesn't need that. Now, will I vote for? Oh, absolutely I will. Over Joe Biden? I saw something today, and it, it, it actually put a chill in my spine. It's a new demographic of neo-Nazis, those Hispanics. They rally in front of Home Depots with their red, white, and green flags with an eagle and a swastika and say, Ole Hitler. <laughs> Um, it's so maddening. It, it, it is so maddening. The stupidity of our world. We're, 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 we're putting children's lives at risk. Certain puberty blockers don't allow certain tissues and certain organs to grow. And those organs that are needed and tissues that are needed to grow for, like, when they have vaginoplasty surgery. Remember, I did the story about this kid who died. That You can die from it. And he died in the middle of that operation because they didn't have the tissues. They didn't know. You're harming your children. I, I I'll just say it right now. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I I will live on this mountain forever. You people that allow your under eighteen age kids to transition to take these puberty blockers to cut their breasts out, you're harming your children. And if you don't think that you are, then when your kid comes to you and says they're a fire truck, you better equip a fucking four wheels on them. Oh, Arnie, that's just loot. No, it's not loot. See, this, this this is what I hate the most. And this is why I'm tired of arguing about this shit. And maybe I'll revamp the show to where we don't argue about this shit all the time because it is really stupid. Maybe we'll just do funnier things like the stupidity of people in the, in the world. But why is it? Why is it that we've been taught our entire lives about science and biology and all this kind of stuff? We've been taught all this stuff. 
yet for some reason now it's being all thrown out the window and we say, oh, okay, then I'm a fire truck. Well, you can't be. That's ludicrous. Well, it's ludicrous to me when you say you're a female now. If you were raised as a man and you go, oh, I've always been a female, that's ludicrous to me. Yet when I say it's ludicrous, then I'm a transphobe. You see, there's no, there's no consistency and there's no logic in that. And you see why I get all spun out over it. I didn't think we could get this stupid. I really didn't. I, 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 I never thought that we could ever get this stupid. So to to the point where people don't feel safe going to fucking malls now. Because we are so stupid. That kid, the, the Mauricio Garcia, before he got his fucking head blown off, hopefully by a Garland cop. This is the Allen shooter. You know, when he was a little kid, he should have probably been whooped a lot more. I'll say it. His parents should have disciplined him a lot more, but guess what? His parents were probably off working, trying to trying to keep a roof over their heads. They're immigrants to this country. I don't know if they did it legally or not, whatever. Well, by the way, if they're illegal, we're shipping their asses gone. Your kid killed eight people here. You've lost all your fucking American rights and privileges, you illegals. I don't know if they're illegal or not, so I, I'm just saying. But of course, oh God, oh, oh, they're victims. They they have to live with this that their son did that. They're not victims. No, 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 no. No, the only victims that 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 Mr. Garcia has are them seven people that died on Saturday. Five died on the scene. Two died on the way to the hospital. Three are still in urgent care. Oh, and the shooter died too, but I don't give a fuck about him. I literally, it's a good thing I wasn't at that mall that day. And if I would have been eating a fat burger and I saw this guy gunned down, I probably would have walked outside and pissed on him. I'm not kidding. I'd have urinated quickly on him. Piece of shit. And then there's this story. Now, this goes back to what I was talking about. We all know the difference between right and wrong. It's another story out of my home state. It's out of Plainview, Texas. This story is fucking so wrong. Parents in the school district are demanding answers from school officials after a first grader, a first grader was allegedly forced to perform sex acts with classmates, which were filmed on the class iPad, even though the teacher was still in the classroom. (laughs) 
Six-year-old was exposed to things that even adults would have a hard time overcoming. This tra- is trauma at its worst. It's a trickle-down effect because it affects everyone around them. By the way, the school found out about it and said nothing to the parents originally. Why wouldn't you tell the parents that their daughter was raped? Their six-year-old daughter was raped at school. And by the way, the school is holding the iPad. Oh, I'm not making that up. There's a protest going on. They learned about the alleged April 19th incident after the school district called the parents of the first grader after receiving a call from the district. Child reportedly told her family that another student had pressured her to form a sex act. An older cousin of the six-year-old told the family, uh, the girl's family noticed a change in her behavior amid indications of distress and complaints of stomachache. The boy had exposed himself to her at lunchtime, and she said she also been pulled under a desk and pressured to perform a sex act while another student recorded it with a district-issued iPad. She said she was hitting him with the poetry book, uh, noting that the video showed her cousin did her best to fight back. The girl reportedly claimed the incident did not stop until they let me go. Why aren't the parents called immediately? I, 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 I'm so lost at this story. You all know better than that. We all know better than that. That teacher knows better than that. And don't give me this shit. Well, those boys are, they're troubled boys. They're troubled boys, and why are they in the fucking school? Why aren't they in the fucking special classes in the, in, down the hall? Oh, we don't want them to feel bad. You don't want them to feel bad, but they're going to rape a little girl? And then you're not going to tell her mom and her dad. I'll tell you this right now. That school would be burned down if I was there. If that was my kid, the school's burned down. Well, the kids don't know. The kids don't know any better than my fucking ass. Then if they don't know any better, then you need to teach them with some fucking harsh discipline. I don't know, like juvenile hall? Oh, wait, they're six. You can't do that. Remember the six-year-old who fucking took a gun to school and wasn't supposed to be in school unless there was a parent there? And lo and behold, there was no parent there. And they reported the kid had a gun three times to the principal, and the principal did nothing. And what happened? The kid took the gun, and then he shot his teacher. No charge. The teacher involved has been placed on administrative leave pending the outcome of the investigation. The teacher involved should be in jail. When the teacher collected the student's iPads the next day, she noticed one of them had been locked with a password and took the device to the campus administrator. Inappropriate content was discovered on the iPad after a tech from the technology department unlocked it. By the way, it's been deleted. I'm just going to tell you that right now. It's been deleted. As soon as that person saw that, and they're like, oh, fuck, what do we do? Well, since we haven't told the parents yet, let's erase it. 
teach them to bite hard. Going back to something that Christopher brought up. Now, once again, I don't have children. And I ask you parents this, and I, I ask wholeheartedly, and, and I'm being, how do you send your kids to school? Schools are not safe. And, and I understand it's a law that you have to send them to school. I'm, I'm not criticizing you for that. I'm asking you, I'm, I'm not judging you here. This is not a judgmental question. I'm asking this question out of curiosity. How do you send your school, your kids, to such an unsecure location? I mean, it's a legitimate question. We've had school shootings happen now for the last 20 years. I saw some bullshit video that had, like, uh, one of the... uh, the Columbine shooter's mama on there talking about, oh, his funeral is this, his funeral is that. Yeah, he murdered a bunch of kids. Fuck him. I don't give a fuck about his damn funeral. I'll go shit on his grave. I, 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 I No, 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 no. Well, I ain't giving into that bullshit. How do, you spend, how, how do you send your kids to school? I mean, this is a new phenomenon that started happening, what, two years ago? Remember the story in Virginia? Or that was last year, right? When they wanted to make parents fucking terrorists? That was two years ago. Um, a girl in high school was raped by a boy who was going through transgender issues. By the way, these trannies, uh, I'm just going to tell you this right now, they're fucked up mentally. Five out of the last, well, uh, uh, let's say five out of the last seven mass shootings have been transgenders. I don't know what Mauricio is. I know, I know. Well, he's a, he's he's <laughs> he's trans ethnic since he's a white supremacist. Um, but we have kids getting raped at schools, and, and the school's not doing anything about it. Is that better or worse than school shootings? It's hard, but I go uh, and volunteer as much as I usually uh, can once a week. Okay. Hey, man, and, and like I said, this is not – I understand that legally you have to send your kids to school. Otherwise, you're going to go to jail. I get it. I get it. You're stuck. You have to do it, or you're stuck homeschooling them. And I wouldn't want to do that either because I wouldn't want to be around my kids that much. Just telling the truth. This is why Roscoe's perfect. You know, if Roscoe, a couple hours a day, that's good enough. Get him out. No need to hear it. Or is this something you've never thought about, parents? Am I asking you a question that really hasn't really, really... You, maybe it's in the back, back of your mind, and you don't ever let it come to the front of your mind? Because you're supposed to be your kid's protector, and once again, I'm not judging. I'm asking this question because I want to learn. But how do you send your kids to such an unsecure location? How have there been no lawsuits against these schools? Oh, there there are. They, they, the one in Virginia is going to happen. This one in Plainview is going to happen. That teacher who got shot in the stomach, she's already suing. She's going to – she didn't ask for enough. I would ask for a billion fucking dollars. Um, schools had shootings. That uh, That's it. Lack of security. I'm not sure how to properly word this. No, no. 
Oh, and, and schools will be sued over school shootings. It's happened. Sandy Hook's happened. I guarantee you the one in, in Nashville is going to happen. They're going to start suing these schools, and then it uh, you're going to learn that you ain't going to get a lot of money from the school district, so you hope this happens in private schools because you probably get a lot more money there. But once again, once again, every one of those teachers, every one of those administrators – down deep before we get into this bullshit excuse of well he's going through transition that's why he did this they know down down deep it's wrong what was done was wrong and instead of what's doing right they have to fucking go through the excuses well they don't have to they choose to use the excuses well, what's going on in that little boy's like? I don't give a fuck. He raped my daughter. I would it, honestly. That kid would be. That kid would. You know how upset I got the other day or last month when I got kicked out of the vape shop because somebody fucking broke in line in front of me and they kicked me out and then I called that kid and said he has an enemy for life. That kid's green lit if I ever see little Jesus out anywhere. You raped my six-year-old daughter? You don't think that I'm going to rip your head off and I'm probably going to come after your daddy and kill him too? I might kill your daddy in front of the kid. I ain't talking hyperbole. I ain't talking just to, to be a big man. I'm talking the truth here. Once again, because I know this will make Christopher laugh, I've been to jail and I like the baloney. You give me a hot plate and I can start making fried baloney sandwiches in jail, fucking sign me up if that means I get to avenge the rape of my daughter. When it gets to the point schools have to carry insurance for such incidents, they'll get armed guards. Well, they should be there now. Hell, they should have that insurance now. It's, you know, a few years ago, I did a story on another show, and I reference this story all the time, and it it is amazing to me to see what schools will claim and then when they don't claim. Story was, there's a couple kids who were waiting on the school bus. And they were playing in their front yard because these are the kids that didn't have to walk a half fucking mile to a damn bus stop. Must be fucking nice. Once again, pussies! But bus stops in front of their house because bus stops in front of every kid's house now instead of like six stops. But I digress because God forbid we make kids walk anywhere anymore. These kids are playing out in front of their house and they got these bright orange and green guns that have the words zombie killer on the side. And the kids are like 12 and 13. So they leave the house. They're waiting, right? And their yard is right there, and maybe they got a fence or something. So they're playing with the guns. Old neighbor lady calls the police because the kids are loud. And it's like 7 o'clock in the morning. And there's noise statutes, so you can't make that noise at 7 o'clock in the morning. So she calls the police. She says, hey. You send somebody over here to shut these fucking kids up. They're playing with their little fake guns. And she said fake guns. They're playing with their fake guns. School bus shows up, picks up the kids. Kids dump the guns in the yard where they were supposed to be. 
went to school. And when the school kids got off the bus at school, they walked into school, and police were waiting for them. Police were waiting for them because the school has a zero gun policy. A, a, a zero, what am I looking for? Oh, shit. Zero tolerance policy on guns. And the first thing people argued was, well, wait a second. They were in their front yard. And that's when the school came back and said, well, as soon as the child walks out of the front door, even though they're still on their own property, uh, we're responsible for the children. Huh? Excuse me? You're responsible for these kids as soon as they walk out my front door. Now, when they get on the bus, I would say, yes, you're responsible for them there. Not when they walk out the front door. Both kids suspended the rest of the year. And there are six months left in the year. Suspended from school because of the zero tolerance policy they have on guns. Even though the police said they were fake guns. Zero tolerance. The kids went to the school board. Met with the school board. The school board upheld their suspension. Now, you want to tell me who's doing their fucking jobs? Because I'm lost. We suspend kids who are playing with fucking zombie hunter guns in their front yard. But when a 15-year-old boy rapes a girl in Virginia, we send him to another school. Deep down, once again, once again, I'm going back to this, people. We know right from wrong. We know that that school was wrong for kicking those kids out for playing with Zombie Hunter red and fucking orange guns. We know that's wrong. And there aren't enough of us flapping our wings to go to that school board meeting and go stop this insanity. That's fucking ludicrous. You are an idiot. You all should be fired immediately. And then go to another school meeting where they held the fact that a girl was raped in a classroom. And then you let the fathers of that rape girl fucking do their, dis- do their business on the school board to hit it from. You want justice, that's justice. Police ID'd the Brownsville driver. No surprise. They said he had a long rap sheet. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. But this all ties in together. We have known what's right and wrong for years and years and years, and now we are putting the right aside because it might it, doing the right thing might hurt people's feelings. That's why rule number three on this show is fuck your feelings. As we start to legislate more and more shit based on feelings, we're losing. Oh, the thing that that sent a chill down my spine earlier that I didn't tell you about. Can you imagine how bad a shape we'd be in right now if Hillary Clinton would have won the election in 2016? I just want you to think about that. Think about where we would be as a country then. Um, let's see, uh, Chicago gay bars stopped selling Bud Light and other Anheuser-Busch beers after 
brand backs down to anti-trans critics. So now the gay bars are like, oh, okay, so since you've lost $8 billion and you're going to change your marketing, well, we're not going to sell your beer anymore. Oh, fucking boo-hoo. I saw something this morning, and this is so brilliant, and this, this works in perfectly with everything. It was an opinion piece that was written that was talk, and I'm not taking any credit for this. I'm just sharing this with you because I think that this is brilliant, and just watch when this happens. I won't say that I told you so, but I will. I, I, I did tell you about it, so I am telling you so. So Bud Light is in a free fall right now. Anheuser-Busch is in a complete free fall. He showed a picture at a Red Sox game. Nobody's buying Budweiser at Red Sox games. If I really, really did, part of me wants to do this, but I don't. Is there anybody I could reach out to that I used to be related to to see what's going on in St. Louis? Because I love to see what's happening in St. Louis, the home of Budweiser. But this piece said Budweiser has only three ways to go, and two of them are bad. No, number one was they give in to the left, and they say, "Fuck you, everybody that's not buying our beer. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna market to whoever we want to market to." Okay, that time is coming, gone. They can't do that. Second one was cower down to the right. Which is in a way is what they're doing, but they're not. They, I, I don't look at it as cowering to the right. I see it as, as trying to figure out how to fix a problem that they fucked up. And they fucked up. But they're not cowering to the right by, oh, by the way, the 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 VP of marketing, I guess that the Anheuser Busch is trying to say, oh, this is a third party um, um, a marketing firm that we we use, but now we're not going to use them anymore. Whatever, you know, just just stop, stop it. Anybody who didn't think that Budweiser knew what was going on with this, they're fucking full of shit. Budweiser knew exactly what. Do you think that really? Do you think a multi? This is the thing. I'm so tired of this bullshit. I'm tired of these CEOs of these major conglomerates coming out and going, we had no idea about the ad thing. All I got to say to that is, it is it's the most simple thing in the world to say to them. That was bullshit. Warning, warning, bullshit alert. Bullshit. It's like a few years ago when The Gap came out and they put out an ad with a little black kid wearing a shirt that says, I'm a monkey, and it had a monkey on the shirt. Gap executives, we had no idea. Bullshit! You're the CEO. You're in charge of thousands of people's livelihood. And you are not going to at least have someone Look over the advertising that you're doing, the national advertising that you're doing in the uber-competitive world of drinking beer. 
stop it. Now, the third, I think that this is what's going to happen. From what I understand, Bud Light had been dwindling in the past few years. Now, it's still one of the top light beers that's being sold out there. I don't drink. I was a Miller Lite fan. I'm open and honest. I did not care for Bud Light. I think what will happen, and and it's after reading this, and this is is one of the most genius things that I've ever read, and I'm sitting there going, this is why there are great people in marketing. They're going to let Bud Light die. Bud Light's going to go away. And what's going to happen is the evolution. And, and this is so smart. God damn, this is so smart. Some of y'all ain't going to be old enough to remember this. Ogre, I know you're going to remember this. A lot of y'all will remember. Do y'all remember New Coke? Remember that? Remember when New Coke came out? You had Coca-Cola, the real thing, and there was a pull tab game. By the way, kids, pull tabs. You see, that's how we used to open soda cans. But then those little tabs that people would throw on the ground would pretty much give you fucking lockjaw if you stepped on it and it cut your foot. So they stopped making those. But it was a pull tab game. You pulled the top off the tab or a bottle, and it would either say Coke is thing. You could never, ever find the word real. But New Coke came out because it was a replacement for Classic Coke. Stackar says, gross, LOL. Fred says, I still have a 36-pack of red cans in my truck I got as a gift. I won't drink them. I'm going to take my son out, and we're going to have 36 targets. Shit, man. If you got a 36-pack of fucking New Coke, you could fucking go online and see how much you could sell those for. Because I'm betting somebody would give you a lot of money if that was... Uh, the new Coke cans. New Coke was fermented ostrich piss. Now, this was early on in my, it, as I was developing my world-class tablet, or, or uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, uh, what, what is it called? Uh, your, your your mouth. Not, not a tablet. God damn it, why can't I think? Palette. My world-class palette when it comes to soda. Oh, I, especially Dr. Pepper. I never liked Coke, really, to begin with. I didn't like Pepsi. I liked Dr. Pepper, mainly because it was the one that was in my baby bottle. I like Dr. Pepper. If I got to pick between Coke and Pepsi, I'll probably take Coke. I just probably will. Don't know why. Um, Palette, thank you. As the official Indian of the show, an official Coke drinker, fuck Pepsi. Mrs. Takar only drinks Pepsi. It was nasty. Okay. I, hey, I'll, I'll. But do you remember what happened? New Coke went away, and they brought back real Coke. They brought back Coca-Cola Classic. And what happened? Sales through the roof. Now, Coke wasn't having any problems at the time selling, but they needed something because the market was being overrun with different sodas at that time. Now it's fucking, it's it's crazy, but you got to think about it back then. You had Coke. You had Pepsi. You had Dr. Pepper, you had 7-Up, you had Sprite. Now, you still had your umbrella of Coke products like Sprite. 7-Up was different, though. It wasn't part of Dr. Pepper then. You had Pepsi, you had Coke, you had Dr. Pepper, you had 7-Up, you had RC. 
every root beer under the sun, Orange Crush. And this was a way for Coke to go, well, we're going to stand up and and stand aside. Now, we're going to anger some people for a while, and then what we're going to do is this. So what I see Budweiser doing after reading this article, and I think it's genius, mainly because I know Americans. Bud Light, they're going to let die. They're going to let it die. Holy cola? I've never heard of holy cola. Shit, not to mention all the Shasta and Fresta shit that was out there back then. I would drink new Coke before Fresca. Also crushes nasty Fanta all day. Hey, 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 hey. We do not speak bad about Crush. Orange Crush was good. Jolt Cola, I remember that. That was terrible. So Bud Light goes away. So we're going to still have Budweiser. And then they're going to have a new recipe. They're going to come out with something new. And this is how it's going to be done. They're going to come out and call it Budweiser Light. Or I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. They're going to call it Light Budweiser. Oh, mark my words. They're going to come out with it in the next year or two, and it's going to be called Light Budweiser. Hey, can you give me a Light Budweiser? And then after a few months, (laughs) hey, how about a Fresca? Hashtag Caddyshack. After a few months, we're going to see ads in place and say, hey, hey, give me a Light Bud. And then after about a year, when all this shit is swept under the rug and who knows what we're going to be fighting about next, it's going to turn into, hey, give me a Bud Light. That's what's going to happen. Mark my words. Oh, I I can't wait to be right about this. And, And I'm not necessarily right. I see they didn't take it quite as far as I took it in their article. But I'm just going to tell you, that's what's going to happen. Light Budweiser will turn into Light Bud, which will just say Bud Light. And poof. The new recipe will get people interested again. They'll start recouping money. And then they'll go back to being the king of beers that they once claimed to be. Budweiser seltzer? Fags. Like they changed Marlboro Lights to gold. Exactly. I ain't drinking Fresca because then you join a cult and that congresswoman blows up your head. Hashtag the boys. Or Bud Wright. No. That's the Asian form. (laughs) Uh, I'm not playing music today. We only got 45 minutes left in the show, so I'm just going to keep going. I hope you guys don't mind. I'm I'm just going to keep going because this next story is so fantastic. Oh, my God, I love this. Oh, these next two stories. Oh, they, 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 they make my heart go pitter-patter, pitter-patter, let's get at her. Oh, this is so great. I've been waiting all weekend to do these stories right here. Even before the shooting, I was ready. The state of California's first-in-the-nation reparations task force has voted 
and has approved. Recommendations for how the state should compensate and apologize to black Americans in response of slavery. In a state where slavery was never legal or really practiced. This has more to do with housing and unfair rules in housing and and, and the way cops treated black people since the 50s. Has really nothing at all to do with slavery. The nine-member committee that has been deliberating on the recommendations for two years voted in Oakland on Saturday to give final approval to an extensive report that offers proposals that will then go to lawmakers to consider reparations for legislation. Now, it doesn't stop there. Oh, no, my friends. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Fucking white people. Right there. Um, so, so I guess what they're saying right now is that what is, what they're going to be sending to Sacramento is a bill that will pay each black citizen who, who qualifies, that's going to be a big word for who qualifies will receive, are y'all ready for this? Are y'all ready? $1.2 $1.2 billion, or a million, I'm sorry, not billion, $1.2 million. <laughs> but, sadly, that's not enough for them. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Um, one person said 1.2 isn't near enough. It should be starting at at least $5 million. And somebody said, oh, no, 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 no. It shouldn't be $5 million. I hope y'all are ready for this. This is the new number, and I'm not kidding. Activists demand higher payments from California Reparations Task Force, and they want every, not just the ones who qualify, every black resident should get $200 million. Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! I'm just going to keep just playing sound effects. Uh, $200 million. Why not $500 million? Why not, why not every, every black resident in California should get a billion dollars? Guess who's trans black and moving to California? 
Arnie is the official Indian, now black person on the ass show. Sign me up. Thanks, Newsom. If these dumb fuckery reparations get approved from the California legislature by Governor Newsom, the lawsuits are going to be amazing to watch. If this even goes that far, you really should be looking at real estate elsewhere, and that's not a joke. Stack cars all swing low, swing chariot. Thank you, come again. Get out of my store, hurry up, buy you, break it. Uh, they could all pull their money together and save the A's. Who do they think they are, Dr. Evil? If you're black and you get an Amex black card, is it just an Amex card then? All those Nigerian princes are moving to California. Oh, yeah, the ones that we're all related to that we get that weird email from? I don't even want to try to do the math. Hold on a second here. Okay, so $200 million. I got to work this out because calculator ain't going to do it. So they want $200 million. That's, okay, that's, that's eight zeros. That's a nine-digit number right there, right? And there are 1.2 million, or like the number they're talking about is like 2 million. Let's say there are 2 million black people. Okay, 2 million. Okay, so I got to do the, I, I mean, I mean, do I just add on, I, I got to add on what, like, like five zeros to this? I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, there's six. And then two times one, two, three, four, five, six. Then there's seven, eight, and then there's four. So, okay, so I've got. 400 comma zero zero comma zero zero comma zero zero comma zero zero that's one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen a 15 digit number so let's see there's 100 million that's a billion that's 400 trillion dollars California doesn't have $400 trillion. I don't know if the world has $400 trillion. Wow. Wow. Man, oh, man. I got to tell you, fucking barbershops are going to be lit. Not to mention... How many new record labels are there going to be? Oh, I look, look, if you want me to go as racist as I want, I can go, I can go. I'm, I'm just going to tell you real quick, Starbucks, you better hope, you better hope that KFC doesn't take you over for the number of stores. I, I'm just telling you. Brothers and sisters out there getting $200 million? Shit. Now, I, w- I want you to talk about, uh, this, is the, this is the best part about reparations in general, is when you see people like this who brag about how far black people have made it in society, and then they go too far. 
Do I think the black people had a struggle in America? Absolutely, positively. Church's chicken will have real gold plating counters. Shit, brothers don't go to no damn churches. There will be Kool-Aid nightclubs on every street corner. This is uh, New York State Representative Charles Barron. And this is what he has to say about white folks. I have the distinct honor to be able to come before you and say I actually lost white population in my community. I lost them. They left. They left. I didn't ask them why. They left. So if you see one or two or three or four or five whites in my neighborhood, they're passing through. <laughs> so, but that's on a serious note. We got 13,000 black elected officials How in could this that country. Be? We've yeah. had How could mayors, that be? we've had governors, we have city council members. Wait a members. second. But we you need, need reparations? Radical. I have. You're joking about uh, the amount of white people in your district. Can you imagine? Real quick, just let's play the stupid game, shall we? You know I love the stupid game on this show. I'll, I'll just say, imagine that was Ted Cruz saying that about blacks. Imagine that's any white politician saying that about anybody in their district. Just imagine it. And what would happen? They would be kicked out of office pretty much immediately. Once again, going back to my rant, we know how wrong what he's saying is. And there are people applauding what he's saying. We know that's wrong of him. We know it was wrong what happened to black people in this country. Do you not want to know the truth? What happened to every form of person that came to this country? The Italians. Mexicans in this country. The Irish, wherever you're from, you were treated horribly when you first came here. About Think about the Asians. Why celebrate gentrification, right? I love all these networks that go around. And uh, they, 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 they talk about, remember it was like last year. We had to go through all this anti-Asian hate. Oh, we, we have to get rid of all this anti-Asian sentiment. From Time Life Music comes a one-of-a-kind Rat Pack collection. Their most bigoted songs. All your favorite once-acceptable hits like Dean Martin singing Chinaman's Chants. And Mr. Chinaman say in his Chinaman way. Woo! You know it was all bullshit, right? Ask them, it's all bullshit. The way they paraded Asian stars on television, they said, oh, we got to get rid of the Asian hate. When this country allows state-run universities and federal grants that are in places at private universities, to limit the number of Asian students that they can have. Why? Because Asian students qualify. Because Asian students are still raised with that discipline that we used to have in this country. 
but Harvard only takes a certain number. That's racism. Why are you not allowing them in? You don't want too many? Too bad they qualify. That song is terrible, terribly funny. Well, you might like this one, too. From Time Life Music comes a -a one-of-a-kind Rat Pack collection, their most bigoted songs. All your favorite once-acceptable hits like Hey There, Fruity. Hey There, Fruity, you can do my hair. Hey There, Fruity, don't touch me down there. Hey There, Fruity, again, I don't approve. Segregation racism isn't just an American issue. We just happen to be the country that's out of the closet, so to speak, about fixing with equality and racism and segregation is still a thing and always will be. Fred, you're right. This is why we have things called Chinatown. This is why we have little Italys in in places. Because you see, this is something, by the way, you can't fix. This is human nature. So you can go to therapy all you want, and it's not going to happen. The fact of the matter is, people like to be around people that are like them. Chinese people in America would rather be around Chinese people. Maybe because they get to speak their native tongue. I don't know. But they've done study after study after study, and this is something that we all, we self segregate and it's been happening forever there's italian neighborhoods we know about italian neighborhoods look at the entire city of boston it's irish there's a little italian there but it's fucking ireland why because a lot of the people settled there when they got off the boats and they liked it there i don't know why they liked it there it's like the italians in new york they like it there They like the cold fucking weather and the terrible traffic. That's why we have black neighborhoods. Why? Because black people like to live around black people. Because they share cultural ideals together. And here we are trying to change. We're trying to change mankind, which is about the stupidest thing we can, or human nature. They're trying to change human nature, and that's about the stupidest. Why don't you just piss in the fucking wind? Mate says, I grew up in a Crip neighborhood, and I'm a 49ers fan, so no red. When I was a kid, I told people that I'm from Japan, and I like soccer so I wouldn't get killed. See, you're a smart kid. You're a survivor. You got to play all those. They're so damn funny. I don't know how the family guy gets away with it. All right. Uh, because they don't care, it's just like South Park, yes. And this is why I say the things I don't care either. I'm not afraid of the boogeyman coming to get me. I will stand up to the boogeyman, and I will slap the boogeyman right in the fucking face because I've grown tired. I'm in such a better mood now than I have been since this shooting happened, so thank you, ass family, for allowing me to go on this rant. This now two-and-a-half-hour rant that I've gone on, and it's going to go on for another 30 minutes. Uh, There's nothing wrong with liking to hang out with people who are kind of out of city. That's where my family moved from Italy. Yeah. 
The rat Stewart reminds me of the times during uh, Mussolini's reign. Look, look. And Charlie Kirk, I, I was sent another video uh, by uh, Arise, Charlie Kirk doing a, another school talk. You know what? Hold on a second here. I, you know, I'm going to play this because I did, I've never played the other one. So I want to play this one because it's so fucking smart. So, God damn. And these are the people I, I love to, to, to see people get put in their place by people that I shouldn't say are intelligent, but they use common sense. And this was uh, Charlie Kirk uh, last week uh, discussing critical race theory because kids are morons. Let's see. Where's the fucking volume on this? No, uh, no, I need the volume here. Mm-hmm. Oh. Community, I don't Wait, see any problem go. with that. Is. Segregation is what you're arguing. Hold on. Arguing for, my friend. So we're now south of the... Critical race theory is not being taught in schools. First of all, you're wrong. It is being taught in elementary schools. I'll give you an example. In the National Education Association's training manual, which is the largest teacher union in the country, they had a seminar on how to teach critical race theory to kids. Would you say that black-only dormitories is wrong? It certainly creates a sense of community. I don't see any problem with that. Segregation is what you're arguing for, my friend. So we're now south of the Mason-Dixon line in North Carolina. We did a lot of work to get rid of segregation in this country. Why are you trying to bring it back? Fuck you, your, your face is small. Well, thanks for being here. They always go to insults when they... Fuck you, your face is small. That was the response he had when he got fucking served. A college in North Carolina is thinking about black-only dorms and people are in favor of it. Let's go back to the rant. Deep down, we know that's wrong. Now, it sounds all well and good, but that is the definition of segregation. That means in that black dorm, guess what? They have black-only water fountains because there's no whites in there. Haven't we moved on as a society? Because I'm here to tell you, When I tell my jokes, when I make fun of different nationalities, I'm doing it to make people laugh because stereotypes and things like that are funny. Okay, I'm not doing it out of a place of hate. Now, it's deemed I'm doing it out of a place of hate, which is stupid because I make fun of everybody. I make fun of Southerners. I make fun of white Southerners. I make fun of fat people. And I'm fat. I make fun of black people. I make fun of Chinese people. Fucking Mage, I asked if he needed a fucking translator the other day. Mage has lived in this country his entire fucking life. He doesn't need a fucking translator, but it was funny. I play the Chinaman chant. Why? Because it's funny. I play all this stuff. This right here is one of the greatest lines ever in a movie. Damn, I bet you come in here on a Saturday night. You need nigga repellent to keep them motherfuckers off your ass. Look around here. There's enough niggas in here to make a Tarzan movie. That's, that, that easily is the greatest line of all time. I'm going to tell you. 
in the history of television, motion pictures, arts, and sciences, Red Fox had the greatest line of all time. Look around here. There's enough niggas in here to make a Tarzan movie. Do you want to know the definition of stupidity? I'm going to tell you the definition of stupidity today. Definition of stupidity is a guy at Barstool Sports reading lyrics to a rap song, saying the N-word, and getting fired for it. Now, on one hand, we can all sit around and go, well, he shouldn't have said that because we know what the temperature is on the N-word when it comes to white people. Oh, by the way, the Oakland A's this weekend. Let's get to this story, shall we, since we're talking about all this. Oakland A's announcer, Glenn Kuyper, fucked up big time. The Oakland A's were playing against the Kansas City Royals. And by the way, A's fans, rejoice that you beat a team actually worse than you. When the Rangers played the Royals, they didn't have a guy hitting over 200. Uh, Part of my life. I was born in Japan with my dad. But you understand what I'm saying. Hey, man, he knew comedy. Too bad Red Fox isn't around anymore. Glenn was trying to be like his brother, but he said that. <laughs> um, Glenn Kuyper was talking about how excited they were to be in Kansas City. Hey, Kansas City is a great town. I've only driven through there. I've never been to a ball game there. I love their ballpark. I love Kauffman Stadium or whatever it's called now with the fountains out there. Also, Kauffman Stadium is the, is the home of the Negro League Baseball Museum. Now, not a lot of people might know this, but blacks weren't allowed in baseball until Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier. And that was in the 40s or 50. I don't remember when it was. I'm sorry. Pardon me. But black people like baseball. They like to play baseball, and they were very good at it. Guys like Josh Gibson. Guys like Satchel Paige. Not to mention the hundreds of other black ball players that weren't allowed to play in Major League Baseball because of their color. Because, once again, of segregation. Which, by the way, is being allowed now at North Carolina colleges. And they have a Hall of Fame. And there's a young man, a uh, young white kid, who, um, if you ever watch the show Real Sports with that white guy, Bryant Gumble. The story he likes to do about the Negro Leagues. One of my one of my favorite A hats that I have um, hanging up, and I don't and, and I wore it for my one of my first comedy shows. As I'm looking at it right now, is I held it stands in a place where I don't wear it that often because it's very symbolic to me as one of my big comedy hats. Um, is the Atlanta Black Crackers. So it's a it's a navy blue hat with a big old fucking A on it. And I love it. I love the hat. And it says on there the Negro Leagues. And somebody said, you'd wear that hat? Of course I'm going to wear that hat. Because I'm here to tell you, I'm done with all the racist bullshit. You know, I want to go back to something I I heard, and I kind of scoffed at it because it's such an easy way to say it. But it's so true. You realize on this planet there's only one race? There's only one. It's the human race, people. Pigmentation does not change the fact that you're a human being. No matter how stupid people were in the 1700s and 1600s and 1500s and whenever fucking slavery was around. 
By the way, by the way, you want to talk reparations? Hey to all my Jewish friends out there. How about y'all go to Egypt and collect some pyramids? I think you're owed that for your 600 years of slavery that you had to endure there. We don't talk about that, though. Shh. See, that's consistency logic. The Jews were enslaved by the Egyptians, by the pharaohs. And the pharaohs forced them to build the pyramids. Now, maybe some space people built them, too. But I tell you what, if we're talking reparations, if I'm a Jew and I can fucking trace my lineage way back to then, hell yeah, I want a pyramid in my fucking front yard. Joe Biden voted for segregation. That's how old he is. He didn't want his kids to go to school with bust-in black kids. What a dick. Yes, he didn't want his kids going to school, quote, in the jungle. That's what he said. And we still elected this guy, but we say Donald Trump's the racist. A man who was named NAACP's Man of the Year, Donald Trump, is a racist. Yes, please make fun of me as much as you like. I love it. I will. You know why? Because you're a human being. That's what we all are. I don't give a fuck that, that, that you were born in a different region, and because of that region, your physical characteristics are different than mine. You're still a human being. Uh, the Germans now pay the Jews. I, I think, didn't the, didn't Germans have to do something? I mean, I mean, there's a lot of war criminals that, that have spent lots of time in prison. But anyway, getting back to Glenn Kuyper. Glenn Kuyper is announcing that, that he's in Kansas City. They're excited. Kansas City barbecue, second to none. It's amazing. No, second to Texas barbecue. I'm sorry. Sorry about that guy. Like got a little fast there with my talk. Um... Before the start of the sixth inning, he said, Welcome back to Kauffman Stadium. And I just want a, a little early. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, let's see. Do they, do they have, they, they don't have the, the audio of it? Oh, that so sucks. Hold on a second here. Let's find the audio to this. Glenn Kuyper video. All right, here we go. Oh, this is one off Twitter. Hopefully, this isn't edited. Because I haven't heard the non-edited version of this yet. Phenomenal day today. Nigger League Museum oh. and Arthur Bryant's Barbecue. Oh. We had a phenomenal day today. Nigger League Museum and Arthur Bryant's Barbecue. Oh. We had a phenomenal day today. Nigger League Museum. Oops. Yeah, we're gonna have to hold on a second here. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta record this because this is gonna go into the fucking sound effect machine. Oh, hold on a second. I gotta be quiet. We had a phenomenal day today. Nigger League Museum and Arthur Bryant's Barbecue. Oh. We had a phenomenal day today. All right, I can turn my microphone back on. All right, let's see. File, export. Um, let's go ahead and wave that one there. Go choose. Right-click on share. Hit mail. 
But for some odd reason, when I go to mail the first one, it won't send it. So I have to close out, and then I have to go here, and I hit on audio, and then right-click and go share again and go mail. And then there we go. Let's see, a Hall of Fame, I'll name this, and then I'll edit it after the show. There you go. All right, it has been sent. <laughs> Oof. Glenn, Glenn, I got I to gotta say that R at the end of it. Oof. That was, uh, that was a little rough. That was a little tangy. That one got through, buddy. Yeah, you're going to get fired. I, I, I'm, I'm just telling you, there's no ifs, ands, or rounds, or buts about it. You're going to get fired. That one, uh, I mean, especially being an A's. You're the Oakland A's broadcasters. <laughs> I mean, that's not about wokeness. I mean, that right there, you just fucked up. You just fucked up. That is cataclysmic fuck up right there. Oh, can I share it here? Hold on a second here. Let's see. Uh, no, I, shit, I, I closed out of it. Shit. I'll try to do it after the show. Um, sounds like you said uh, Negra League. I personally think it was just a slip up, uh, but he's gone. Glenn thinks the A's stand for Aryans. The first thousand guests at that game got a Joe Tiger bobblehead. Did the Los Angeles Nakers make a statement? Going on here in this country, it's absolutely pathetic. I can't say the N-word. On the Los Angeles Nakers. Whoops. Also, who raps in India, the song you play sometimes? Oh, that's uh, that's Bossy Banana. Bossy Banana. I can't. I, I have no idea where I found I just found that one day, luckily. I have no idea where that where that, that link is. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if he's in. Try Pakistani rapper. Rapping in because I asked the question because it, it's funny because like when you watch movies now and they're based in like the foreign lands like the Orient if you will Mage I need you here Konnichiwa buddy when they do rap music in Chinese because I I know or Japanese or whatever ease does that shit rhyme there because I I can't tell if it rhymes. I, I ain't going to do the bing, bang, bong, bing, dong. I'm just saying, like, like, do the lyrics rhyme? Because, see, like, when we do the bossy banana, like, they, 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 hold on a second. Where, where, where we got that? There you go, Ogre. Thank you, my friend. I ain't going to play the whole thing here. Oh, I bought the banana. I'm just wondering, in their tongue, does that shit rhyme? Arnie, do you remember the day Jimmy the Greek got clipped for his comments? Yep. It was on um, ABC Nightly News with uh, Ted Koppel. Uh, he was talking, and he was talking about how black athletes actually had a, a, a longer, 
hamstring bone or a longer like heel or something like that. He was talking about how they were designed differently. And I think he equated it back to the slave days. And Jimmy the Greek was huge on CBS uh, in their pre-show game. I mean, it was Brent Musburger, uh, some broad, Felicia, Felicia, yeah, not Rashad. Oh, I can't, or, or I think that her name was Felicia. Phyllis George. I think it was Phyllis George, Brent Musburger, and Irv Cross. And then they would bring in Jimmy the Greek, and he would talk point spreads and stuff. But, yeah, he was fired for that. So I do remember that happening. And it was honestly, it was weird because it was during a baseball discussion. Maybe when he says Yahtzee, it's like Pakistani N-word. Maybe. I, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. Um... One qu- one story that I have to get to. I know we only got like 15 minutes left. Um, and thank you guys for allowing me to do this today. Um, I appreciate it because it, it got me back on track, in my head at least. Chelsea Clinton, the ugly fucking daughter of Bill and Hillary. And by the way, shocking. Nope, not at all uh, from Japan. I hate it. And then sometimes they say English words to sound cool. <laughs> Uh, but it doesn't make sense. I want to stab them or punch them. Okay. It wasn't Claire Huxtable flipping, and it was not Claire Huxtable. No, Flazzle Dazzle. Um, Chelsea Clinton, via the Clinton Health Access Initiative, along with the World Health Organization, UNICEF, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, says, are you ready? Y'all ready for this? Listen up. She, Chelsea Clinton, hopes to force jab unvaccinated children in a new initiative called the Big Catch-Up. The Big Catch-Up will last 18 months, according to the ugly daughter of the former president, as the largest childhood immunization effort ever. I'm sorry. uh, let, Let me do that again. Ever. Two police placed a bet with Jimmy the Greek and Cannonball Run. Oh, God. That was such a good movie. So, so they're going to force your children to get the vaccination. Now, once again, once again, I don't care if you get it. I don't care if you don't get it. It's not up to me. That's up to you. It's your own personal choice. If you don't want to get it, I love you. If you do get it, I love you. I don't care. It's not my life. It's your life. You get to live your life. But what I will say is this. Going back to the rant once again. We all know it's wrong to force things on people. Right? So we're going to force a vaccination that, by the way, didn't work on children now. Okay. All right, I'm stupid. I I, I mean, I, honestly, you don't think that's wrong to force things on people? You don't think that's wrong? And yet, that's what we do. 
We force our ideals. We force our thoughts. We force everything on everybody. I try not to do that on this show. And if I do, I apologize. I wholeheartedly apologize. Because the thoughts and the feelings and the views that I give you are mine and mine only. If you happen to share some of those ideas with me, great. If you disagree with me, great. Once again, if you agree with me, I love you. If you disagree with me, I love you. If we can have a sit-down con- I would love to sit down with Chelsea Clinton. I wouldn't really. I'd have to. I'd have to fucking have like you know something in between us because that bitch is too ugly to look at. She would ruin some of my handsomeness, and I don't need that. I got just enough handsomeness to keep me going. Um, I would sit down and go, "Why do you want to force this on people?" This is my see once again. Oh, by the way, by the way, I got an email this or a text message this weekend. My little liberal friend was in the hospital. Uh huh. I, I just type back, okay, I don't care. I, I, I don't care. See, because I ask simple questions. I ask simple questions that people get offended at, and they're not offensive questions. For example, wh- how is America better with Joe Biden as president? Nobody wants to answer that question because the answer is we're not. That's a simple answer, we're not. Were we better with Donald Trump or Bill, Joe Biden? I guarantee you I will not get an honest question out, or an honest answer out of that. And then they choose to the name calling or they just run away or they bark and they scream. So I would like to sit down with Chelsea Clinton, even though I don't want to do it, and ask her, why are you forcing this on people? Because it works. I would say, no, the data states that it doesn't work. It's a failure. It, it, it's not really a vaccine. It doesn't really do anything. So what now? Why are you doing this? And, and, and honestly, I, I won't get an honest answer because the honest answer is this. The honest answer is that she is the face in front of this, this corporation or this company, this nonprofit, right? It's a nonprofit, but what she profits on are her stock options that she has in Moderna. And it's her job to push this, which means people will have to buy it. Not people, but school districts, things like that, states. They'll have to buy it, which in turn, what what does that do? That forces the stock price of Moderna to go up even more. And then Chelsea Clinton can take that stock that she has that she bought for $2 a share, and now it's worth $500 a share, which means she made $498 on each share. And if she bought thousands of shares, she's going to make a lot of money. That's how the stock market works. But they won't answer that. And you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Do you know how much respect I would have for someone if they actually told me that? Do you realize? I I would disagree with it. I would hate every second of it. But I would have the utmost respect because that person was finally honest about it. I would say thank you for your answer. Thank you for your answer. I asked a friend of mine this weekend who's in the the teaching profession, who's in the education profession, and I asked this person, 
So why are teachers and, and parents not allies anymore? Why is it that you need a permission slip to sign to go to a museum, but teachers are allowing kids to change their pronouns and giving them or allowing them to take hormone therapy and not telling their parents? This person got back to me and said that this is something new that they're they're seeing, that everyone in their school is is they have to go to the parents. They have to. And I said, well, good. That, at least that school's doing it the right way. Didn't answer my question. But but gave me an, an, an answer that I could respect that at that person's school and that person's district, they have to go through the parents. Maybe this person didn't want to talk bad about other teachers. I don't know. But I appreciated the honest answer. And that's all I want is honesty. I'd be I, I'm honest with y'all is all the time. Hell, I went on stage and talked about shitting my pants in a red in a red robin. Not much embarrasses me. With the follow-up question, why they say Biden, uh, the only thing you can hear is the he's racist, etc. This is in conjunction with Bill and Melinda Gates. That's what worries me. Amen to that. Remember, my son is Delta Airlines in English class. <laughs> Very true. This is the stupidest. Uh, I, I keep saying that, and I know that, that y'all are probably tired of it. But, man, oh, man, it is so dumb. It is so dumb. All of this is so dumb. Uh, let's see. I got to end the show with a story here. Let's find a good story here. Um, I'm going to end with this one here. I saw this story yesterday. <laughs> and it made me laugh. And, and, and it's not funny, but it is. Everyone from Florida is It's really is not great. a Florida story, but... Everyone from Florida is dumb. I might not be the brightest guy, but next to them my IQ's high. If they had guitars, here's how they'd strum. Make no mistake, Florida is the South's trash can. We have a problem in Florida right now, buddy. Oh, and don't forget about the kid at my daughter's school that says he's a loaf of bread. Well, I'll forget about him. It's so ridiculous and so stupid. This is not funny. 15-year-old girl in Florida died over the weekend. Sad story. After her horse fell on top of her. That's a problem. She was riding the horse. The horse was not riding her. This is not some kind of sicko story, so all you sickos just stick away. I I can't imagine that this is not newsworthy. A recent research uh, panel suggests that horseback riding has one of the greatest risks of injury. Um, uh... Duh! Surprise, surprise, surprise! Golly! What gave you that idea? What gave you that idea? They say, when you think of dangerous sports, you may picture skydiving, mountain climbing, and off-road racing. Even football has made the headlines. However, research suggests that horseback riding could be among America's most dangerous sports, resulting in at least 100 deaths a year 
and by some estimates, as many as 700 Superman is saying, well, no shit. No kidding. It crippled. Horseback riding crippled Superman. Equestrian is the new kryptonite. By the way, what do you think is going to happen when you're riding a horse? I have ridden plenty of horses in my life. As a young man, my parents made sure that I did the Texas thing and go out and ride a fucking horse at every fucking company picnic that we ever went to. And let me tell you, as being a fat kid, I hated riding horses. Hated it. It's uncomfortable. Of course you're scared the first few times you're going to, oh, the horse can sense that. I hope the horse can sense that I'm fucking scared. I'm eight feet in the air, and if he decides to gallop, I die. Now, there are a lot of people that made a lot living on living on a horseback, and, and I say kudos to you. You're trained in what you do. These people that do the equestrian events and the horse jumping and all this kind of stuff. What do you think? The horse is jumping and you're holding on to this 1,300 pound fucking thing that has a brain of its own. And you're telling it where to go. Well, what if that horse decides to go, hey, you know what? Fuck you. You didn't hate it as much as the horse. Thank you, Stink Fist. I remember the last time I got on a horse, we were in we were in, in Truckee. We were at the Truckee Rodeo. This is back when we were a country station. And I swear to God, they put me on a fucking Clydesdale. That was the biggest horse. Big old blonde colored horse. Big old yellow horse. Blonde, whatever. They put me on this thing. And I had been on horses enough to where I, I was comfortable up there. Now, now, granted, I'd never been that high on a horse before. And when I do stuff like that, like, 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 like back in the day, if I had to ride a horse, I would always listen to the people that we're talking to. One time at, at the Reno Rodeo, we were doing uh, cattle decorator, steer decorating. And the first thing they say is, don't yank on the rope. Because that, 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 that jars the steer. And I said, okay, don't pull on the rope. Well, the asshole whose steer was in front of mine, that asshole didn't listen. He jerked on the rope. I watched him. And you know what his steer did? His steer came out, tucked his head, and hit me right in the chin. It, it lifted me off the ground. Literally. At the Reno Rodeo. I was unconscious on the deck of the Reno Rodeo. Because he didn't listen. When I went skydiving, I paid attention. I watched. Now, when I got on the back of this fucking Clydesdale, they were telling me about it, and I was like, yeah, okay, no problem. And I did the old, you know, yeah, you get the, you do the click, click with your mouth, and you get the horse going. Well, I think click, click to that horse meant take fucking off. And that horse fucking just beeline. I'm yanking on the reins. I'm yelling, whoa, whoa, whoa. At one point, my life had flashed in front of me because I thought about jumping off the horse. 
this is a hand to God story. If you were to ask, uh, if you're in Reno and you ever run into Jim McClain, you run, hey, everybody, it's me, Jim McClain. How you doing? Ha, Jim McClain. Dick jokes in the morning, Jim McClain. Smith McClain. Love Jim McClain. One of my mentors in radio. I love that man. He was there. He said he never laughed harder at anything in his entire life. The horse did stop. Then the horse turned around, walked slowly back. Everybody was laughing so hard. I think it was a joke that was played on me. It was funny, but it was terrifying. And now they're coming out and saying, well, you know, horseback riding can be dangerous. No shit. No shit. You know, I would imagine swimming with fucking live shark is going to be dangerous as well, too. I don't need a study from Harvard to be put out. I already know. If it can cripple Superman, it's going to fuck my shit clean up. Saying somewhere there's a horse put there saying the same damn thing. I hated these fucking corporate picnics, having to trot around with these whiny chubby boys every damn year. Oh, I know. I know. Look, look. It wasn't like I went to these corporate picnics, the Dr. Pepper picnic pretty much it was every year. I didn't go going, ooh, 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 I get to ride a horsey today. I hated that part of it. I'll tell you right now, I was terrified. I'm scared today. Horses are fucking frightening beings. I'm not afraid of horses because, you know, they're, they're, that we, we keep them far enough away. They got some big-ass damn teeth. They eat them nasty-ass horse apples. Fuck that shit. I don't want anything to do. Horses are gross. Horses don't even wipe, for Christ's sake. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you, guys. Uh, that was that was quite the rant. I went on three hours and 15 minutes. Good Lord. That's got to be some kind of record for me. Uh, that is going to do it for us today. I will be back tomorrow. Same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Tomorrow will be a lot lighter, I promise you. Uh, we'll have a lot more fun tomorrow. Um, until then, please remember every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until then, adios, everybody. Uh... Gasoline that lights the fire that burns the bridge Ice creates the water that's no longer running under it Stool holds the fool that pours the whiskey on its broken heart Cigarettes create the smoke that hides the lonesome in his eyes Jukebox plays Hank, I'm so lonesome I could cry Dance floor holds the folks trying to forget who they are And that's what in every little honky-tonk ball Friday night, it's a given I'll be alive, in living We'll dance on the bar till we're sleeping And off in the car Monday morning, it's a given I'll be D-R-A-G-N dragging that's what happens in every little honky-tonk
hypnotized waitress Short skirt gets hit on by every guy Coming and going Always rolling with the flow Bartender pour drinks Cody go do a shot You think you're tall and bulletproof Until somebody says you're not You step outside thinking you're gonna show them you want That's what happens in every little honky-tonk bar Friday night, it's a given We'll be L.I.V. and living We'll dance on the bar till we're sleeping it off in the car Gasoline that lights the fire that burns the breeze. You've got to beat the man, pal. I coined the phrase, I am the man. Woo! Diamonds are forever. And so is the Arnie State Show. Woo! You've been listening to the Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com. Stop it, stop it, stop, stop, stop. Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. 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 He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.